I used to produce movies. One critic called them European. I thought they were shit. Bullshit! We do not make B pictures here at Capitol. So it's kind of a psychic political thriller comedy with a heart. But it doesn't make any sense, okay? It's fucking stupid. Okay, there actually has to be something that happens that's actually funny. Now, what is the one thing if you put it in a movie, it'll be successful? Tits. That is funny. <laughs> I can take you through it step by step, explain why your story stinks. But I won't insult your intelligence. There ain't no goddamn taste. Ain't no goddamn motion picture. Why are you still in character? Electricity's free. <laughs> what? I'm 99% sure you're joking about that, but not quite 100. So, like, I just have to I kind of feel like I have to ask. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Like, yeah, electric, yeah, electricity like water is free. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, congratulations, President Joe Biden. <laughs> Matt, see, that's... The joke that you're making is that two seconds before we hit record, we, you know, we're like, I don't think it's worth talking about. It's, you know, it's a little topical and just there's not really a whole lot to say here in this context. So the joke you're making is it requires that context to be funny. <laughs> so you've just did uh... a few seconds amusing only yourself. Well, yeah, but you got to do you got to do one for you. You do not, in fact, need to do one for you. That's why all of our episodes are three hours long and unlistenable. Still, the funniest thing your girlfriend has ever said to me, when she was like, "I started listening to the podcast," and I was like, "Oh, oh, the one uh, Robin, the movie one," and she was like, "Oh yeah, I like tried that one." No, I mean the one with Keegan. Yeah, Keegan is really the missing ingredient here. Like, it would be a much it would be in its own way a much worse podcast and we would never like much like the other podcasts, we would have had to abandon the setup within like two yeah. episodes and just yes. be, we're talking about whatever Keegan wants to talk about. Exactly. You, you know? Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Yeah. No, we could not. What's so funny about the other one is I remember like getting into arguments with Jackie because I was like, I have to research. Like the guys are counting on me. And just in retrospect, how funny that, uh, like, a thing to say that is. But it was just like, we would just get together and Keegan would just be like, if I told you the story about when I fucked a Nerf football, and it's like, so many times, but go ahead. Yeah. It's going to be better than literally anything else we can come up with, even though we have already told it on this podcast before. But. Exactly. Yeah. It's literally, it's literally was just a podcast of three friends getting together and being like, remember this? Yeah. Mostly, yeah. you remember the various things that Keegan has done to his penis? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, because everything you and I have done to our penis, every once in a while there's a gem, but really, you can't even come close to Keegan. No, that man is the Michael Jordan of doing weird things with his dick. That man, just doing weird things with his dick, telling the weirdest lies in the world, like, while he was, like, a beer rep, like, being, like, Oh, I need to I need to impress this girl. What's a cool job? And saying he was a day trader. And then to get out of the conversation saying he needed to leave because it's daytime. <laughs> saying day trader without knowing what that meant. Like <laughs> true, like it's always sunny in Philadelphia levels of like yes. 
deceit with no follow through or even conception of what the lie you're telling means. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, a man who is playing jazz with his life constantly. Yeah, exactly. But but, who, but who, a, a tone deaf man playing yes. jazz with his life. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, it's 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 you know they say about jazz. It's not about the notes you play. It's about the notes you don't play. Keegan has no idea what he's playing. He doesn't even know how to play the instrument. So he's just guessing, really. Yeah. And you it's know what? Kind of an insult to the to jazz to call it jazz. Exactly. Yeah. But you wonder the thing when you sit a kid in front of a keyboard and they just kind of go boop boop beep boop beep boop 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 beep boop boop. That's jazz. That's jazz. That's what jazz is. Because it's equally unlistenable. <laughs> We've wasted a good like five or ten minutes talking about our friend who's not on this and insulting who's funnier, jazz. Who's funnier than both of us combined could ever be. Yeah. Which like without even really trying that hard. Yeah. He's just one of those men. There are just certain people that are just blessed by God with just 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 the best brain in the world like sincerely i'm jealous of him like i mean if we had him on this podcast and actually somehow by the grace of god like managed to like stay on topic like just imagine the movies he would assign like i literally can't i literally can't think of it like it would all be like demolition man and the last boy scout it would entirely be like semi-forgotten like 90s thrillers like, every movie I've heard him talk about has been like something that starred like Samuel L. Jackson, like fourth build, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, it's that, and then YouTube uh documentaries. Because that is he's also a man he's also a man who like would like like like, like when you see like a three-hour YouTube video and you're like, who the hell is watching this? Keegan is watching that. Yeah. He, while while driving. Yeah, he really does have the brain of like a man who records YouTube videos while in his car while yes. in motion. Yes. No, I, I'll I'll never forget the car ride we took with him, where it was just you and I just keeping. Keegan, can you please stop emailing? Emailing while driving. <laughs> like, 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 and not like using Siri, like composing emails, like hitting the buttons, like just like, I mean, like. Like, what's more dangerous than texting and driving? Like, oh, oh, I know, emailing, having, like, insane. So cool. Very powerful man. Incredibly powerful. Like, honestly, like, I think if he, like, I mean, he could never because he's, he's too pure. But if he did, I honestly believe he could be an elected official. Like, I absolutely believe. Like, I absolutely believe that if he had, like, the drive to do that, that he could get elected to some sort of office. Like, I... Well, to, to bring it back to your irrelevant beginning of this, I do feel like Biden is the most Keegan energy, <laughs> like, presidential candidates in recent memory. Yes. Like, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Like, listen... Keegan at 93 or however old Joe Biden is, we'll be just telling weird stories about, like, people he used to go to the pool with. And, like, yeah. yeah. Insulting people without quite realizing he's insulting people. Throwing around Jack. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, that is absolutely his future. That is absolutely... That's not even, like, his distant future. I can see Keegan at, like, 50 doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? References to movies that were forgotten, like, within the same year they were released. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, the long kiss goodnight and, like, expecting people to yeah. know, like, all of the details of its plot. 
You froze. You're 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 frozen in the soil. You're frozen. I never freeze. My your internet connection is unstable. I don't know why it's telling me that, that mine is. All right. So you wanna you wanna get started with this? Hello and welcome to uh, you're gonna hate it. You almost said we're just asking questions. Did I hate it? it because we were talking about it for ten or fifteen minutes. But sure. it was probably two minutes. You really this you really show your ass and how much this takes out of you to just to have a conversation with me. Yeah, but also like these always end up being nine hours long also. So I feel like spiritually I am correct. That, yeah, yeah. That, spiritually I would never argue with you. Yeah. Uh, this is a film podcast where we each assign the movie to the other where we believe that the other one is going to hate it. Wow, I just really butchered the shit out of that. Yeah. I'm going to do a spiel every week. I should really, like, have one down. Like, every other podcast in the world that has a spiel has, like, written one out and, like, practiced it. I'm, I'm, every week, I'm just like, I'm going to wing it. Yep, yep, um, yep. No, I've, I've noticed. I've noticed. I've had notes. And you know what? I've, I've not thought you were strong enough to take my notes. Is it true? That's fair. I am very sensitive. I will be in my trailer until yep. you bring me the Hydrox I requested. Yep. I do not want Oreos. I prefer Hydrox. <laughs> motherfucker uh, I've never had Hydrox I will not eat a cookie that's named after like a floor cleaner um, the Hydrox the original one I know yeah and isn't it amazing that no one as soon as they heard the name Oreo they were like yeah that sounds way better than, way better than yeah I've had a Hydrox they're not bad but they're no Oreo yeah anyway uh, my name is Rob my name's also Rob it's the worst bit that you com- have committed to for like Half a year now. I truly don't understand. His name is Matt. Um, yeah, let's just uh, let's jump right into it with film numero uno, which is Steven Spielberg's AI artificial intelligence. You have to say the whole name because I forgot why. Like AI was already taken by something. I think it maybe it's just that it means like here in Portuguese, and they thought that would confuse the Brazilian market or something. But anyway. oh, roll the trailer. Yes. When's your birthday? I never had a birthday. His name is David. I feel it. That's creepy. Whoa. That's so real. (laughs) In a distant future, in an age of intelligent machines, He is the first robotic child programmed to love and coexist as a member of a family. His is a tale of humanity and a journey to find his place among humans and machines. I'm a boy. You are a real boy. At least as real as I've ever made one. back from the trailer so ai artificial intelligence from the year of our lord jesus christ 2000 i think it was just a straight 2000 yeah yeah from y2k which is y2k which was a bigger deal and than people thought it was yeah that's uh that's just to immediately get sidetracked that's a that's a pet peeve of mine when people talk about y2k as if it was 
if it was as as if it was actually just like an overblown like media panic. No, Y two K was a real issue that was actually you know would have would have been as big of a disaster as you know. I'm sure there was some element of overhype to it in the media because there always was always is with that kind of thing, but it was a legitimate issue that could have caused you know significant computational digital chaos, but was actually corrected. It was, I believe, the last time we corrected and solved a problem before it actually came to pass. It has since been, ever since, been a punchline, which proves it's not worth solving everything. Let the planet burn. You know, you won't get any credit anyway, so fuck it. No, no, absolutely no. And honestly, I knew that this is a pet peeve of yours, and it's why I said it. Because yeah. I didn't ever get you talking. Because I've said to you before, not a big deal. And you said, actually, it was. And I've done this to you, I want to say, six times since we've been friends. And, 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 and after the first one, the last five have all been with a slight smirk uh, for me. Because I enjoy getting you going. Yeah. Contact. Cut that. Anyway, um, what's it called? It's relevant because it's about computers. And you know what this movie is about? Robots, which are like computers with legs. Um, and also, as we learn in this movie, penises sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Which, would you have sex with a robot? Uh, probably, yeah. Is that cheating? Now that's uh, like a moral rabbit hole, like the, the, the Zoomers or, or whoever are going to have to figure out. You know, I, it's above my pay grade, ma'am. Um, it's like eating. I, I just work here. Um, it's like eating, Rob. Did you hear what I said? It's like eating. It's like eating? Yeah, because eating ain't cheating. Oh, okay. That was, that was a long walk for a crappy punchline. But oh, folks, folks, we're having fun tonight. Anyway, so, so this was actually originally supposed to be a Stanley Kubrick movie. Insane. 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 Wish it had been, honestly, but insane. We'll get into that, but I... <clears throat> it feels like... It feels like much more of a Stanley Kubrick movie than a Steven Spielberg movie in its like in its superstructure, you know, um, because this this is a dark fucking movie. Yeah, know? holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I did you hear me? So 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 little 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 little. Yeah, little. Matt was performatively performatively yelling "holy shit" and "fuck you" and all sorts of other nonsense as he was watching the end of this movie on the toilet. I don't know why you think that's performative. Because, because all genuine. Did you hear me crying? Were you crying? Yeah, of course I was. At the end, come on. Ooh. You know me. You know me. I'm a crier. I was, I was crying and just like, yeah. That's why I was saying fuck you. Because I was like, I was becoming overwhelmed with emotion while shitting. You <laughs> made me have that experience. Yeah, that's that's truly wild. Um, no, yeah. Hence my reaction. Also, just the fact that you, like, watch this in, like, bits and pieces on your phone and then, like, took in, like, the the last 25 minutes of this movie are, like, some of the most, like, fought over, like, minutes in Steven Spielberg's whole filmography. Like, there are a lot of people with a lot of strong opinions about the ending of this movie, which we will get into. But truly wild that you, like, paused the ending halfway through and then resumed it, again, on your phone bullshitting. Like... Well, yes. I again, we we had a little bit of this conversation the other night, but like, that's just. I I want I want you to want better for yourself, Matt. Like, I'm not going to go into some like, 
bullshit like Christopher Nolan argument about how you, you have to respect the film. Like, fuck that. No, you're just not, you, you could be getting so much more out of the experience. You could, be cry, you could be crying so much harder though if you actually went out of the way to, to fully experience the movie, which again, like a film is like a, a crafted emotional experience where each part builds off the part before it and builds into the part following it. Like it's, it's again, it's to use the metaphor that I used earlier. It's like listening to a song like 15 seconds at a time and then like going and mowing your lawn in between. Like you're just, you'll, you'll get all the same notes, but the experience has been interrupted. It's supposed to flow. Can I tell you the thought I had while I was shitting on the toilet and crying? Uh, why don't I kill myself? Well, well, I mean, just constantly in the background, yeah, but, 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 but too dark, too dark, sorry, too dark. But besides that, can I, can I tell you what the actual thought I had was? What was that? What's it about? It was, man, thank God I watched this all chopped up or else I'd be really crying right now. <laughs> you're giving, you're constantly giving yourself cinematic blue balls. I know, I know, but that's the thing. There was part of me that was like, that was like, that was like, hey, you signed me another two hour plus movie this is what i'm doing also because i'm terrible at time management this week so i i think your movie might actually be longer than mine this time it was it was but my movie you absolutely could stop and start that was fine i did that and i was like part of me was worried i was like oh wait is that gonna fuck it up like rob has told me before that it will and then i was like absolutely not at all it was fine so i thought that it would be fine for this movie too <laughs> all right anyway anyway to actually talk about the movie again it wait it, hold on can i just say real quick it's not bicentennial man i kept waiting for silver robin williams to show up i'm not even kidding he does I, show up i know no i knew robin williams is in the movie so i kept saying like wait he's gonna be the silver guy right when does he meet the silver guy because i'm not even kidding i kept i kept confusing the movies i've seen i haven't seen bicentennial man as well we literally had this conversation last time as I was assigning you the movie. I know, and yet it happened all the same. So it's kind of your fault. So yeah, they're they're like it's like I, I wouldn't say surprising because again, it's a Spielberg movie. He can kind of get whoever he wants. But like, there's a like almost excessive number of like vocal cameos in this movie. Mm-hmm. You've got Chris Rock is like a comedy robot who gets like disintegrated. Yeah. Um. You've got again, Robin Williams is like a like like an Einstein future ask Jeeves thing. Um, ben Kingsley uh, is the narrator. Uh, yeah. Meryl Streep shows up as the the blue fairy at the end. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jude Law's in this. <laughs> yeah, <but> Jude Law's <laughs> one of the is supporting uh, as as a supporting. Uh, uh, actor. Sex spot. Yeah. Yep. Which honestly, when I found out Jude Law was a sex spot, I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because that's honestly the perfect casting for him. Perfect casting for him. Yeah. He is, I mean, Jude Law is one of those guys where it's like, I, I almost kind of, I mean, I don't hate him. I deeply love him, but I kind of hate him because I'm like, how are you this fucking pretty and this good an actor? Like, it's really, right. it's like, that's, I think, I feel like that's kind of the, like the mistake Hollywood made and like for, cause there was a moment where they tried to make him into like a traditional leading man. No. Like you can't do because he, he's a little too punchable. Like he's just a little too pretty and you just yeah. kind of resent that person. And he's a little too slick too. Yeah. Just, it's yeah. too perfectly formed and well quaffed. Like he, he kind of has to, there's gotta be some shading on him. He's either gotta be like 
you know, an android in this movie or like just like kind of a, like a sociopath or just a, like, he's like in Repo Man. <laughs> yeah. Never saw it, but. You didn't see Repo Man? I did not. I think that's Repo Men, Matt. Repo Man is a very different movie. Is but, it? Yeah, that's with the great Harry Dean Stanton. What's and, that about? Uh, it's about it's about repo men who get like a radioactive alien car or something. I don't know. I was super high when I saw it, but it's a it's like a, it's like a cult favorite from the eighties. But okay, so I always thought that Repo Men was a remake of that one. No. Okay. Well, good to know. Okay. Well, yeah. No, but that's the thing. Yeah, but like in Repo Men, like yeah, like he's like a sociopath, basically. Well, not a sociopath, but you know, yeah, he has that kind of tendency. Okay. Yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of like the opposite of Kumail Nanjiani who they've also tried to make a leading man, but has the all the opposite problems, wherein you're just like, he was a little worm. What's it called? I don't want to watch him for two hours. You know what I mean? Don't, don't. I like Kumail Nanjiani when he's like, as a bit part. I don't, don't feel like, has Kumail Nanjiani been stuffed down our throats? He, he made one movie. I, too, one movie too many. <laughs> I'll say right now, there's no reason. He does not get his own movie. Steve Carell, they tried to make him the new Steve Carell, and it's like, you're not the new Steve Carell. Get out of here, Kamel Nanjiani. I don't know why, you gotta be careful. Because he, he made one movie about himself? What's it called? No, he made the movie about himself, and then he made the movie where it's him and the black lady. They just, they just remade Date Night. Uh, I don't know, I saw a commercial for it, and I was like, that looks like it sucks ass. But... Every dumbass I know was like, you know. Oh. Your, your weird personal vendetta against Kumail Nanjiani aside. You know what it is? It's because he got ripped by doing steroids and, is, and everyone pretends like it wasn't steroids, even though it's clearly steroids. Everyone knows it was steroids, Matt. I don't know what you're saying. Everyone's pretending. Like he's the only, like he's like contractually obligated to say it wasn't steroids. And, but I, everyone else is like, we know it was steroids and yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. Which... What's it called? He's got to do what he's got to do to get his bag, Matt. Okay, well, you know what? I can never fault someone for getting their bag. Because he's in, like, whatever fucking, like, space Marvel movie he was casting. I don't know. Who knows? There are too many Marvel movies now. Like, again, like, I kind of, you know, again, like, I kind of like it. It's impossible to keep track of at this point. Like, Yeah, exactly. Like, there are too many movies about robots. There's Bicentennial Man and AI. Okay, going back. Like... I was all ready to have a whole digression just about how great Jude Law is in this movie, but I feel like we've burned all our minutes now debating Kumail Nanjiani. So we're just going to move on. Let's take it as a given that, like, Jude Law was born to play a sex robot and does a really fucking good job playing a sex robot. Oh, he does such a good job. He even does a halfway decent American accent in one part. I need to, sorry, I'm on an exercise ball. I probably shouldn't sit on the exercise not do that, but. Well, I couldn't stop bouncing. Yeah, but. Anyway, so to, to back up, again, this was originally, like, supposed to be a Kubrick movie. Um, it was, like, based on this, uh, like, sort of very loosely inspired by this, like, classic sci-fi sh- short story that, like, he optioned the rights to and was like, okay, stop, do- you're doing, like... Just, just keep going, you're fine. Okay. Matt is doing some weird, like, pregnancy exercises with the exercise ball now, and it's very uncomfortable. Like, he's rebuilding his vaginal wall. Um, but... <laughs> oh man oh do behave <laughs> but like halfway through the de- like this it had a like a long development process like kubrick i think started working on on the movie in like the 80s or something and like halfway through he he like i 
like realize that this is actually a Pinocchio story. It's about a, a dude who, or a little robot boy who desperately wants to be a real boy. That's the sort of the spine of the story. Rehired a dude to write, to rewrite it with that angle. Um, then he fucking died. Well, before he, like, before he fucking died, he, he had this idea that like, he was, he wanted to wait for like, robot technology to like catch up to the point where he could actually build like a robot child to star in the movie you fucking kidding me I'm not because because stanley kubrick thought no child would ever be good enough to actually like play the part little did he know little man named Haley joe osmond to come along well i i mean i feel like that might be like kubrick telling on himself because like as masterful a director as like kubrick is one thing he's not really known for is like getting great performances out of people no he's known for he's almost kind of like not our generation but like the last generation's like hitchcock in terms of like how how much he tortures the people that work for him not even that necessarily i mean he certainly did but like didn't he give the lady from the shining didn't she get like ptsd or something like that yeah i believe that but but like i mean hitchcock all his torturing of people went into like trying to get performances out of them yeah. Still, yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of great performances in Hitchcock movies, but like a movie about birds that was legitimately scary. <laughs> yes. But like Kubrick's whole thing was just like he was so precise in his vision of like how everything would be arranged in the frame. It's like we're just gonna take a hundred takes of this shot just to get yeah. it perfect. Yeah. And after after you deliver your line for the hundredth time, there's no way you're gonna be able to like deliver it with like the same oomph. So yeah. You know, there's just, there's a lot of, like, kind of weird stilted acting in Kubrick movies. So, but anyway, that's all just to say that, like, his idea was he wanted to make a a, a legit robot child. And, like, he, he actually hired some, like, like, I don't know, special effects guy or robotician or puppeteer or something to actually make a robot child. So, they, somewhere in the world there exists footage of, like, the, like, the fake robot David, like, doing a screen test. Um, Wait, can you wait, can we access that? No, I mean no, I'm saying like I, I don't know that it exists anymore, but like they I'm just saying they actually did a screen test with the with like the real doll version somewhere. I would hope so, because it just it sounds so fucked. Like they like they were immediately like, No, this doesn't work. This cannot work. We cannot do this. this like, when did Kubrick die? He died in like what, like nineteen ninety nine? Uh, I think two ninety nine, two thousand, somewhere, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. So this would have been in like nineteen ninety eight. Like, I think even even earlier than that. Um. Oh my god! Like what robots were back then? Because like even what robots are right now, like they're kind of impressive, but it's like it's still. They don't like, look human. It's still deeply uncanny valley. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And this is in. Yeah. And this is. I mean. I mean. I mean. And like. I mean, like you and I both grew up in an era where we basically saw like technology go crazy. You know what I mean? To like, 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 like you ever watch like a Xenon Girl, the 21st century? Yeah. Yeah. The shit that they're saying is going to be like standard in 2050 is like out, was like outdated five years ago. You know what I mean? They have like a portable DVD player and they're yeah. just like, you know what I mean? Like, like, but anyway, but like, um, no, um, what's it called? That's insane. That's insane. That's such yeah. a crazy fucking thing. <laughs> That's so fucking crazy. We're gonna just build a robot. We're just, you know what we're gonna do? We're just gonna actually make the movie, the sci-fi movie real. We're gonna, you know, we can't we can't film Star Wars yet. We need to make lasers. Yeah. 
until we can build a Death Star, we will not we will not film Star Wars. Yeah. I you know what though? I can kind of see Stanley Kubrick building a Death Star. Like that it would honestly be easier to build a Death Star because that's really just like a, an issue of like having the resources and the willpower. Yes. Like, you could if if you if you devoted like all human energy towards like building a Death yeah. Star, it's probably doable, you know? you could have like the planet destroying ray but like you could build because it's basically just a space station you know what i mean we build a big space station we have space stations yeah but like trying to like realistically mimic the nuances of like the human face that is so much harder in a child a child it needs to be expressive and you need to kind of love it yes exactly like 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 i mean just insane yeah insane Stanley Kubrick was a madman. <clears throat> he like, really was. Yeah. He's just, like, he's just a crazy person. Like, there's so many good directors that are not crazy people. And then he is, because even like, I don't even think Alfred Hitchcock was like a crazy person. He was just like, I mean, he was, but like, not a, like, different, a different breed of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick, from everything I've ever heard about him, read about him, by which I mean, you've read about him and then told me, what's it called? <laughs> Sounds like a madman, just an absolute madman. Yeah. So anyway, after after this failure, he basically decides he's done with the project, but like, um, hands it off to you know, because he and Spielberg, despite having like very different filmmaking styles, were actually friends. Yeah. Yeah. And would apparently like fax each other a lot. Like that was how they communicated. They would just fax each other all the time. It's the 90s, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they had phones, but like, I, yeah. I can't imagine like the two of them were that worried about like the long distance charges, yeah. but whatever. Did, you ever pick up the fa- Did your parents have a fax machine in the house? I think so. Yeah. You ever pick up the phone and have someone be mad at you for picking up the phone because they're trying to fax something? No, but it sounds like you did. I, so many times and every time I was like I was like right like they'd just be mad at me I was like I'm a kid shut the fuck up like what do you the phone rang fuck you <clears throat> but anyway so, so Spielberg takes over I have, I have a feeling Spielberg takes over the project and it's it just kind of like sits on his back burner for a few years because like Spielberg has like a busy 90s you know not yeah. only does he like you know have again have, have sort of like the most insane film year anyone's ever had in 93 where he like releases both Jurassic Park, which at the time was the highest grossing movie ever made, but also Schindler's List and Wen's Best, best Picture. Like, yeah. after that, he decides to found his own studio. Um, yeah. Yeah, Lucasfilm. <laughs> DreamWorks. But... Oh, yeah, I always forget DreamWorks is him. Um, yeah. What's, yeah, he does DreamWorks, and then he does... What, what, what is he doing? In 97, he does fucking, like, Saving Private Ryan, which mm-hmm. is... He does, in 97, he tries to sort of do a repeat of 93, where he does The Lost World and Am- Amistad. But, like, no, that, yeah. no one really, those, those movies don't hit. But then in 98, he does Saving Private Ryan, which is, again, like, I think the biggest movie of that year, and kind of, like, yeah. and almost wins, wins him Best Director. But, like, he um, almost... Wins his best picture to Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. Which I don't know. I haven't actually seen, but I've heard is actually pretty good. Like, yeah, that's what I've heard too. It's it's like the it's like the standard like dude thing to be like, can you believe that shit? This fucking dumbass movie about Shakespeare having a crush on a girl won over Saving Private Ryan. But it's like I don't know. I haven't seen it. Maybe it is better. Yeah. Who knows? It's like, earn this. 
Although that was kind of like the like the thing that like Harvey Weinstein Weinstein made his reputation. I was like, yeah, I, I took down Spielberg with this shit. I don't know if that's what Harvey Weinstein sounds like, but I'm gonna that's say- exactly what he said. Have you ever heard him talk? That's exactly that you actually did a perfect Harvey Weinstein impression. I'm basing that largely off of like the <clears throat> even before the like uh like the 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 Harvey Weinstein like accusations that exist now there were like like even before that people like knew he was like a monster just purely based on like there were stories of him like you know like watching like dailies of films and like eating off the floor like and just yeah just being like a disgusting like slime ball just like even absent the like sex pest stuff like yeah oh yeah no yeah. screaming at people also just absent the sex stuff. Yeah, yeah just mean yeah it's like not a <clears throat> yeah anyway we no, have- i watched i watched of Harvey Weinstein, people, uh, people talking about Harvey Weinstein, like, and, they, and, and all of it is just like with this like thing of like, he's such an asshole uh, over and over again. Anyway, Bicentennial Man, continue. <laughs> We've spent a lot of time talking about everything except AI. But anyway, so it's like, it's sitting on Spielberg's back burner. He's got the project, but, and then Kubrick dies. Um, and basically at this point, Spielberg is like, oh, okay, I really need to like make this movie as sort of like a tribute to my friend. And so he takes like he dedicated, dedicated to him though, did he? I don't know, actually. I can't I remember. didn't see that he did. Which kind of a fucked up move. If you if if it happened to us, I'd dedicate a movie to you. You're dying before me anyway. Okay, we'll move on from that ridiculous wow. statement. But I don't know why. I don't know why we went, but okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what a weird thing for me to say. Sorry. I'm making a noose. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to die before you. I was just working on my noose here. Yeah. Did I ever tell you my dad taught me how to make a noose? And I, we're, we're moving. Wow. We have to talk about AI, at least a little bit. But So anyway, like Spielberg decides to make this movie, which like he has like very detailed notes on like the story from Kubrick, but like actually write, like rewrites the screenplay entirely himself. Like this is one of only three movies that Spielberg has writing credit on. Um, he like he doesn't usually he doesn't write his movies. It's not what he does. But what like, he, what has he written besides like, Close Encounters, which again was like a a huge like very personal passion project for him. Uh, family. He was a co-writer on Poltergeist. Uh, yeah, yeah, correct. Right. Um, first. Sorry, was Poltergeist his first? His first what? Like movie? No, he he didn't direct Poltergeist. Um, yeah, 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 but that, was that one of the first ones that he like worked on and kind of got name recognition for? Am I crazy? No, this it was like after it was uh, Poltergeist is like early to mid eighties. Like he's a name by that point. And oh, like, for some reason, I thought Poltergeist was seventies. I don't know why. No, but I mean, there are a lot of stories of him like sort of backseat directing the movie as a producer. That's like, it. Yeah, yeah. I've heard those. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, 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 the actual directing credit goes to Toby Hooper, who's like a director in his own right. He made the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but like that movie feels a lot more like a Spielberg movie yeah. than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, oh my god yeah yeah no i i'm literally having a hard time imagining the man who directed texas dead 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 texas yeah Yeah, like that's yeah yeah very different films but anyway so i i think it's just it's worth noting that spielberg wrote this movie because basically the only other movie he had sole writing credit on was again like a hugely personal passion passion project Mm -hmm. and this feels like in a lot of ways a it like you you almost have to assume this this must be an equal level of like personal passion project for him both in terms of like um it being something that uh you know he's basically like carrying a torch and like making a movie to honor his friend um it 
it being a movie that literally, I don't think anyone other than Steven Spielberg at this time would have been able to make. Yeah. Like this is just, it's, it's, this is a large budget movie that is almost aggressively like hard to watch. Yeah. It's chilly and strange and dark and depressing and just that's what, that's honestly part of the reason why I had to like chop it up. Yeah. There were times when like I just had more time to watch it and I was like, nope, not doing it. Now do, the number of times, I think, I don't know if I texted you, but there are definitely times when I like wanted to be like, what's your fucking problem? You said that to me several times. Oh, uh, I did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know that anyone who didn't literally own a studio, anyone else would have been able to get this movie made at this scale. <clears throat> yeah. But, yeah. Which like it needed to be at this scale. Like, like yeah. I think it really did. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it is, it is a movie that like, is simultaneously like very intimate, but like also like really feels like it is a movie about like a a world at the same time. Like it, yeah, it is a movie like it 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 is a traditional sci-fi movie in the sense that it does a lot of world building. Like um, you get a real sense of like the society uh, yeah. this exists in, but it it also doesn't have any of the the other traditional sci-fi stuff that would get you to like sell that. Like there are no like action set pieces in this movie. Yeah. Like, the closest thing is, like, the, like, extremely half-assed, like, helicopter escape scene in, like, Rouge City, which, like, takes, like, 30 seconds, and it's, it's clear, like, it's, it's barely an action beat. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, it, it's, it's the kid, like, stealing a cop helicopter, and there's just, like, a ton of Matt, cops. Matt, Matt, an amphibicopter. An amphibicopter, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, there's one thing cops do a lot of. It's well, I guess maybe in a world with no ice caps, they would. But like, yeah, they do a lot of undersea stuff. Cops love doing undersea stuff. But yeah, but but yeah, Matt, but, Matt, Matt, if Sir Ben Kingsley can utter the word amphibicopter, it's it's not beneath you. That's right. Well, it's well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a lord. So, but uh, what's it called? But um, no. Um, no, but like, but like, yeah, like, like, like he literally basically steals a police vehicle, like, like, and doesn't even really leave the scene. And after he steals it, you don't see cops anymore. <laughs> like it really is. Wait, they do eventually show up to, to arrest Gigolo Joe, but. That's true. Oh yeah, they do. Oh, oh those, those are the cops? I guess, yeah. Or they're, or they're the like, I, yeah, I think they're the cops. I didn't know if they were the cops or they were the Cybertronic people. I think they were cops because, because he's been framed for murder, don't you see? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, and this, on the lam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because the, the jealous husband killed a wife who, again, wasn't fucking another man, was fucking a machine. Basically, he's a super high-tech dildo. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, if I was, like, with someone and they were fucking, like, a sex robot, I think I'd be like... I mean, I might feel a little bit kind of like, oh, am I not? I feel a little insecure, but I wouldn't. But it wouldn't be like the same thing as like, oh, I'm being cheated on. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, sorry. But then again, I'm enlightened. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of anti-robot bigot, anti-mecha bigotry in this movie. That's you know, it's yeah. Did you ever play Fallout Four? Did Did I ever play what? Fallout Four? No. There's a there's a whole thing. There's really there's a whole thing about synths, which are basically just mecha. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's like the same thing. And like yeah, there's like it's 
almost beat for beat, like just taken from this. Like not not beat for beat, but like a lot of like the overarching things and a lot of like the, you know, like are they real, are they not? Like, I don't know. All I can think of is how fucked up it is that you like build these robots and you're like, but they can feel pain. <laughs> like sort of sometimes like okay so we we got to jump in a little bit and i think this is one that we kind of like should at least a little bit go through the plot on you do that i'm gonna sit here well i let's have a conversation as we go but like just to like establish the mood of this movie like the opening narration is like the ice caps have melted um hundreds of millions have either died or been displaced yeah the third world is just is done there man And then in, like, the first world, they're still kind of hanging on a little bit, but, like, you know, they're, like, population controls, and, like, it's really only the, like, the mass, like, essentially enslavement of, like, robots. Is it enslavement, though? I don't know, man. Interesting philosophical question that this movie isn't really actually that interested in. Yeah. Um, And they also say something about how they're kind of, like, how they're kind of, like, 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 they also highlight, like, um, like, there's, like, severe, like, uh, income inequality, we're like, yeah, yeah like, rich people are totally fine, right? And they're just like, yeah, and like a lot of people, like you know, are pretty economically precarious, and 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 basically to to supplement the fact that we no longer have like you know like a like a global south or or, or a third world to exploit, uh, we we made all these robots to exploit. Yeah. So basically, this movie is set in the actual future. Yeah, uh, and just right off the bat, very very cool world, like very cool kind of like. Like, like, just to go for it like that in like two thousand, when like, you know what? I, like, 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 to just. It was a whole time where, you know, we obviously we did know that that was like a thing, but like it was it was very easy to stick your head in the sand about all that. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, people were still being like global warming. We got snow outside. Then again, people are still doing that now. So yeah. Why are okay? We're. I know you want me to comment on the fact that you're. What? Right. What am I doing? Okay. But. Um, an athlete. Yeah, so just that's 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 your introduction to the movie. Just yes, civilization is on its last legs. Yes. Then then we cut to the headquarters of Cybertronics or whatever the robot manufacturer people. We see CEO William Hurt in a big like board meeting, just fucking torture a lady robot. Just stabs yeah. her, stabs her in the hand. She like just to prove that she won't react. Then like demands that she undress. Like he all like they're just everyone in the boardroom is just like standing around like making jokes about how they like fuck the robots just to like product test them. Yeah. Like it's just established real quick, like just it's it's a bad world out here for robots, man. It is a hard and terrible world out here for robots, which again, we have given the ability to feel pain. Just really wanna I really wanna highlight that. That they were like (laughs) I mean it is just that. That, like, that Simpsons gag of the robot being like, why? Why was I programmed to feel pain? Why? Why was I programmed to feel pain? <laughs> I kept thinking that over and over. <laughs> I'm like, they just did that, but they were like, <laughs> they saw that and were like, we can make them feel pain. <laughs> <laughs> but, but basically, like, what, the thing that is established at this, at this boardroom meeting is that they want to, to make a robot that can feel love. Like, Which is just the fact that i mean one person in that entire room is like is like is like is like I have concerns exactly yeah i have concerns moral and ethical concerns about creating a again not just a robot that can feel love but a robot child yes a robot child that can feel love and it's just like and it's just like 
literally we have built a if you have if you're a parent with dead kids we have built a replacement yep. for you exactly yes 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 or a parent that that because of because of how much we fucked up the world cannot have kids because we're not allowed to have kids what's it called which i don't want to think about or know how they enforce that you know what i mean yeah they don't say and i bet you it's not good i bet you it's not just like in china where they're like oh if you have more than one kid like okay then that kid just we're just not gonna like the state yeah, just there's some pretty dark stuff going on in china there too there's stuff going on in China, but like the two child, like if you have a second child, they don't kill the child. They just go like, okay, well that child doesn't get like. We do. We do not need to get into Chinese like reproductive policy. No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They don't say what the reproductive policy is here. Yeah. You're not allowed to, and and we don't know. But anyway, but like yeah, like one person raises a moral conundrum, and then William Hurt just goes like, well, God didn't create us for, for him to love he created us for to love him and it was like wow okay and but, everyone's just like good point but that's kind of that's that's an important point that we should yes. put in it. like that is really fundamental to like what this movie is doing but yeah yeah so so they create this robot child david played by Haley joel osmond who again like just really really fucking good in this movie like he's like he's like honestly like i think he might be the best child actor ever yeah i like i think that he's probably the leading candidate there yeah yeah because like i mean who else do you got what you got like Corey feldman and like macaulay culkin and like i don't know i mean like i mean like I, i'm sorry it's him like he's just because like he is like the main character in this incredibly gut-wrenching movie and he fucking sells it at like 10. I mean, it's insane. It's an insane performance. And I, I think what's so good about it is he doesn't, he does play it as fucking creepy. Yeah. He plays, he plays into the uncanny valley. Like both in the, like both in the, so the way that it's set up is, he is, again, like, he's essentially, like, the beta version. Like, they're doing, like, a product test where he is given to a couple of employees who have a, a child that has fallen ill, like, basically would have died, but is now kept in, like, cryo-sleep or something because yeah. it's the future. But mm-hmm. he's sort of their replacement child. And there's this thing where, like, at first he's just kind of, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's just a, you know, regular weird robot. And it's like, it's super uncanny valley. Like he really, it really feels like a, a, like a rough draft of like a human. Like all of his like emotional reactions are just kind of just off in a way that is super unsettling. Like there's this really creepy scene at the dinner table where he's like watching his mom eat and like, he doesn't eat himself. So he doesn't totally get it. And he just bursts out laughing out of nowhere. But in like the crazy, but not like, but not like a, but not like a, but not like a, you know, you know, like, cause like I erupt in laughter all the time. It's maniacal. It's a horror movie laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, 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 like you know, like usually when you laugh, you kind of build into it. This is just like complete dead silence, just eating and just <laughs> like that. Like yeah, just, no. no. It freaks out the parents. Like, they, they kind of, ha- like, nervously start laughing themselves just because they don't know what the fuck to do with this. Yeah, oh, no, it freaked me out. I'm riding the goddamn Metro, and he starts fucking doing that. I go, whoa, hey. Yeah. Yeah, but, but anyway, they, they have, like, they have the option to, like, basically the way that it is sold is, like, 
at a certain point, if you so desire, you can turn on the love feature, basically. Like you can go, go through what they call the imprinting process. And you need, to, you need to take this very seriously because you know once you have imprinted on it, it will love you unconditionally and it will- Ever. Ever. Like, and it, we can't like take it back. If we do, we have to just destroy it. You know, we can't make it love some, someone else. It's just, it's there to love you and you specifically forever. So take this very seriously. And then the mom just like totally does it on a whim because she's kind of like, I just, it's, it's freaking her out too much. And she's just like, I don't know, maybe it'll be easier if we do this. So, so the mom just like totally activates the love feature on just a complete whim. Yeah, without talking to the dad. Yeah. Insanely. Insane. I mean, I, I, I was thinking about that and I was just like, I was just like, because when she did it, I was like, I had this assumption that like, oh, she obviously must have talked to him. You know what I mean? Right? Like, 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 I thought it was like funny how they were just doing it with just the mom. Yeah. Like, when he's still calling the dad Henry, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally just like, this thing is really fucking weird. Maybe this will make it better. I don't know. We got to try something. Yeah. 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 And then the movie shifts into like the, the whole like rest, like, cause the whole like first act of the movie is just basically set in this home with this family. Yeah. And the moment they do the imprinting, like David, the child like totally shifts, like becomes more of a kid. Like the uncanny Valley drops away a little bit. Like there's still, he's still very subtly, clearly a robot, like something that is following programming. Like, again, like Osmond is really, just really fucking good in this movie. Like, he came up with the idea himself that like I shouldn't blink ever, and then Spielberg was like, "Oh, that's a really good idea. We're gonna apply that to all of the robots." Thank you, child. That was a very good note. Um, yeah, yeah. But like the way the rest of this opening act plays out is it becomes this like really creepy like Oedipal thing, where like David is in just it. David is in competition f- with both the husband and eventually when he comes back, the like actual child just for the attention of the mother. Yeah, yeah, for the attention and the love, and more than anything, for 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 the mother to love David back. Yeah, because like the the version, like the way that love, at least as David experiences it, is portrayed in this movie, isn't really love. It's just raw gaping need. Yeah, exactly. I just I need you to to just give me all of your attention and all of your affection. And just, yeah. I won't be okay unless you make me okay. Which is like insane because like, I, I mean, I have two kids and they love me and I love them. And that is not how that manifests. The kid, they're, they're like often fine without me. Like they love me, but like, you know what I mean? Like they miss me when I'm not there, but like it, it's, it's very different. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like they don't need me to just be like, like all the time, like fathers, like, you know what I mean? Right. And yeah, it, I, mean, I think it is again like a very play. I think like personally, like as like I'm thinking about about to, back to like like teenage romantic love. Like at least for me, it was all just like I demand affection. Like I'm I'm using oh, that's totally different. Sorry, person. Like yeah, like that 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 is like the childish version of love that I remember. Honestly, is just mm-hmm. I'm really I got very little to offer. I just I need a lot. I, yeah. I want you to maintain me and fuck yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, please, please, please help. Please yeah. fix me, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And like, so this movie really is in a lot of ways about that like childish childish fixation um, and like just gasping, grape, 
grasping need. Um, because I mean, what happens is, you know, eventually like when the other, when the actual son like is healed and comes back, like eventually like they don't have a need for David anymore. And like the plan is initially to like bring him back and like, you know, with the understanding that he'll be destroyed. Um, but the mother like can't quite bring herself to do it despite, you know, being very ambivalent about him throughout the whole movie. There's still enough of like, she recognizes that like, you know, she recognizes that childish need in him and can't quite bring herself to like, yeah, to destroy him. So what she basically does is she pulls over on the side of the road and she's like, get out of here. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like a really distressing scene because he like Osmond again, like I think to his credit, like for most of the movie, like sort of plays as like sort of creepy and off. And then when he's called on to play an emotion, which again is usually just like, again, just this naked need, he really, he goes real big with it. Like, as yeah. a child would. And again, but again, like sort of like almost like a programmed version of that child's emotion where just the volume gets turned all the way up to, to 11. Like, I think <clears throat> this was a really divisive movie at the time. And there were a lot of people who laughed at it, especially at the, the ending, which we'll get into. But like, I think a lot of what makes people uncomfortable about it is just how naked all of David's emotions are. Yeah. I mean, there's a scene towards the end where he's, you know, he's confronted with a copy of himself and just smashes it yelling like, I'm special, I'm unique, I'm the only one, which yeah. <clears throat> I think is like, just again, just so raw and so naked that like it makes people uncomfortable and like it's, you almost kind of want to deflect by laughing at it because you don't want to have to relate to it. Yeah, but exactly. The yeah, truth is like, anyone who has siblings, yeah. You yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your parents have had to, at some point, pay more attention to the sibling than you. You know what I mean? Whatever you first had to like share. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No. No. My. I. I. I basically completely rejected my brother when, 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 when my parents first had it. Same thing with the second one. Once about, and then, and then, and then, yeah, and then like my oldest's reaction to to us introducing um, to to us introducing uh, uh, our oldest to like 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 going into the hospital and being like this is your sister right just screaming and then throwing up a stuffed animal at at right at at at, at jojo and it was like you know what I, right and and you know and and that's the thing is that like you know now thick as thieves you know but like it takes a while to get there you know what i mean yeah you know and you know and 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 I just think a lot of this movie, like I mean, like you know, like when he meets um, uh, Martin, like same thing, like 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 Martin being the son, Martin being the son. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is that it takes like it took my kids years to get to the point where they're at now. We're like you know for the most part like yeah like they're cool with each other and they're like you know they're I mean they're thick as thieves now, but like it took years and a fucking pandemic for that to happen. Right. You know what I mean, like like they don't get that. Right. Yeah, like, continue. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, from there, like, the movie kind of turns into this, like, very episodic, like, almost, like, picaresque. Like, again, it kind of has the structure of, like, a fairy tale where, like, there's, you know, he's got this quest. He, he's decided that if he becomes a real boy like Martin, you know, the actual son, his parents will, or his, his mother specifically will love him. So, and he, you know, at one point was, like, read Pinocchio as a bedtime story and has, like, you know, misunder basically this is the whole movie is about <clears throat> a child who refuses to grow up and let go of his mother and has improperly digested some 
children's literature and basically goes on a misguided quest to recreate the uh, basically a, a kid's book fantasy. Yes. Um, yes. Like, like all of Spielberg's movies, it's basically about a Jewish man. Well, I, I, that's, it's a joke, but I think that's actually not, like, not, not the Jewish thing, but, like, there is something legitimately there in terms of this, I feel like reading as, like, a metatextual, like, self-criticism. Mm-hmm. Like, because Spielberg gets written off, like, as, you know, someone who's a filmmaker who, like, you know, brought, like, children's filmmaking to the mainstream. Yeah. To the point where, like, ba- again, as we've talked about a lot, like, almost all movies that are made now are, like, kids' movies. Yeah. They're all Marvel movies or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. And Spielberg kind of kicked that off, you know? Yeah. It used to be a kid's movie. kids' movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a great kids' movie, but it is a kids' movie. And, yeah. it's, you know, sort of... You that thing, this is just kind of related, but, like, that, like, the Beatles are actually just the greatest children's band of all time. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I have not heard that specifically, but yeah, I mean, there were, you know, there were a teeny bopper group who got real ambitious, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Spielberg kind of, yeah. I mean, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. I mean, DreamWorks, I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I bet you like, I mean, you put together how many children's movies DreamWorks has put out versus like, you know what I mean? Like, um, like, uh, yeah, like non-children's movies. But I mean, Spielberg is like, despite being someone who sort of like bears a lot of responsibility for kicking this wave off, is also like someone who's been very ambivalent about the fact that that's where we've gotten. Like, he is someone who like seems to be pretty willing to engage in self criticism and like criticism of the in- industry, you know, at more generally, and is like, yeah, I wish we still made movies for adults. Um, and then made Ready Player One. He did, but also like this this period of his career in particular is really interesting in, in like just him. This I I think the two thousands are maybe his most interesting decade because he gets like very consciously like adult. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. following this, you get like um, uh, Minority Report, which again is like is like a sci fi movie, but is is basically just a like a, a noir. It feels almost like a seventies movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get uh, Catch Me If You Can, which is real fun, but is also, again, a movie about someone who's, like, refusing to grow up grow up, and, like, the danger of that and, like, how it ruins their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, what's his name from? I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, it's based on a true story, but, but, but it's based on a true story of this guy who, like, literally could have just, like, applied himself and, like, been, like, an incredibly successful person. Like, I mean, like, someone who has all the brain power and all the software and hardware to, like, make it in this world and is just like yeah i'm gonna be a psychopath instead you know what i mean right like in a way like yeah but you know i'm gonna choose the i'm gonna choose the different path i'm gonna go right through the wall right Uh, yeah yeah you know and i don't know i don't have anything else keep talking yeah i mean i i again i i just think that it's it's worth noting this is this is a movie that spielberg wrote himself like That this, I think that it's clear this is personal, and I think that 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 reading of the film, I don't know if it's purposeful or not, but like, I think there's something there. I didn't come up with that, but like, I did. Yeah, that's that's a Matt M original. That's, um, that's right, it is. That's the Matt M uh, movie thing of the week. I forgot what we were talking about, but yeah, no, um, like you kind of see like in in like, uh, uh David and. David's sort of adventures through society, you kind of see that like all of society 
is kind of stuck in this arrested development too like because everywhere he goes like the next the next few places he visits are one a flesh fair which is basically like a this weird like wwe-esque truck carnival thing where they basically like they get together and a bunch of people watch them like destroy robots destroy and torture robots who again can feel pain and it's all but it's not done in this thing of like damn isn't it cool to blow shit up which is like fair right but like but it's done in this weird almost kind of like kkk rally way of being like we must destroy these synthetic organisms that are going to like replace us you know like they're literally like they will not replace us yeah it's it's like a it's an assertion of like organic superiority and you know there's this this line that Gigolo Joe, who's, you know, sort of um, Jude Law's character, who's sort of David's companion through the middle part of the movie, you know, later on he says that uh, they hate us because we are, we are suffering for the mistakes they made. Because when the end comes, uh, all that will be left is us, and they hate us for it. Um, yeah. Basically, I think what's happening here and then in the next section, uh, which is set in Rouge City, which is basically like, Vegas, if it was just explicitly like just fucks it. Yeah. It's just this is this is where you go to get laid by robots, you know. Yeah, exactly. Is basically this is a this is a society that sort of knows deep down that it is doomed, but is repressing that fact and needs just whatever kind of distraction it can find, whether it be, you know, sex or violence or just uh pure resentment to sort of um to repress the knowledge that they are going to die and that when it when the end of civilization comes all that will be left is their sort of metaphorical children of you know robots um and it's, it's sort of a whole society built on distraction yeah um, and sort of you know in that way just sort of a regression to childhood and just i need to fulfill this need to be feel like i am taken care of i need to not confront adult reality Exactly. It feels like some sort of Spielbergian, like, um, almost self-criticism. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, something I was just thinking about, it, I mean, what, 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 we're not ready to talk about the end of the movie, are we? Oh, we, we can start to move in that direction, yeah. Well, just because just I, 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 had, I had a, I actually had what I think is a pretty good insight, uh, but, it, but, it, but it reflects the end of the movie, kind of like what you were talking about with, like, the robots and, like, the you know, right in like the, that that Jude Law quote, um, or, or not Jude Law, I mean Jigolo Joe quote, you know what I mean, right? But kind of that whole thing of like refusal to grow up and then like also, but then like the, the hatred of the Orga, or, 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 or sorry, sorry, of the Mecca by the Orga, right? You know what I mean? Which, which like basically starts all the problems. Like the whole reason why like they have to like get rid of David or the family has to get rid of David is because David almost accidentally kills their um their their actual son uh you know their real son um you know it, it, right by dragging him into a pool because he's basically getting bullied by like like organic children you know what i mean and martin is sort of his like almost like his safety blanket and he just sort of accidentally drags him into the pool without quite realizing what he's doing exactly yeah 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 because he doesn't i mean he doesn't have to breathe right you know he doesn't think about other you know but but yeah, yeah and there's this there's this scene just to sort of like highlight his like 
inability to sort of process what organic people do is where David, like they're, they're all eating, di this is again in like the very first section of the movie where they're like they're eat all eating dinner together and he and Martin sort of get into this like almost like competition where they're trying to eat more spinach than the other one um, that David engages in seemingly just to prove that like he can be regular but also he can do it better than Martin. Yeah. But like he can't eat. He's a robot. So like he immediately like shorts out and has to be like taken to like Cybertronics headquarters to get spinach like vacuumed out of his like hard drive or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's this super creepy scene where he's like got his like innards opened up, but like his face is still functional. So he's looking up at his mommy and be like, it doesn't hurt mommy. Like as they're like vacuuming like out his innards, which is just the creepiest thing you could possibly say. Yes, yes, Abs absolutely. The fact, the fact that it doesn't hurt is what is distressing her, David. Yeah. yeah. If you exactly. were human, it would hurt to have people poking around in your guts. No, if my kids got a shot, and then as they were getting a shot, turned to me and said, it doesn't hurt, Daddy, I, it would freak me out a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? I'd be like, why? Wait, what? Are, did they not do it? You know what I mean? But, yeah, no. Um, what's it called? No, but I mean, like, I mean, I mean, and that's the thing, is that, like, do you, have you ever seen the original Pinocchio? Yeah, as a kid, yeah. I saw, I saw it relatively recently, like, a few months ago, and honestly, seeing that and seeing this, like, it is a Pinocchio story in more ways than one, in that, like, I mean, like, there's that scene in Pinocchio where they go to, like, the island where they're turning all the kids into donkeys to sell them as donkeys. It, Pinocchio makes no sense. But... I think that is worth noting just in that, like, all these, like, fairy tales and, like, old, like, Brothers Grimm stories are, like, also super fucked up. They are about teaching children what a dark world it is in a lot of ways. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's, that's why they're told, to be like, yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole purpose of the boogeyman, this is something I didn't realize until I had kids myself, right? The whole reason why they're like, you know, right, right, because what, what do they tell you, right? Boogeyman lives under your bed, so don't get out of bed. It's in your closet, right? So don't get out of bed. But here's the thing. If you pull the covers up, you're safe under the covers. You know what I mean? It's right. all just, just terrifying your children just to get them to stay in bed, which, listen, I get it. But <laughs> I get it. I get it. I don't, I don't do it, but I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, like I, don't, I, don't, I don't blame you for doing it if you have. But I get it. You know what I mean? But, but, but yeah, no, I mean, I mean, and that's the thing. Is that, like, this almost beat for beat, I think really kind of just retells Pinocchio. Right. Like, 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 like he goes and does that because it's all about, because like the same thing with Pinocchio, like Geppetto has no problem with Pinocchio not being a real boy. He's like, oh my God, you're, I mean, you're basically a real boy. It's fine. Right. It's Pinocchio who wants to be the real boy. You know? Cause he's like, then Geppetto will love me. And it's like, Geppetto already loves you, you idiot. But then just like, just like David, this is the darker inverse. It's mommy's never going to love you in the way that you need her to love you. Exactly. Which is probably what the real story Pinocchio was like, is Disney really does their best to try to like clean all this shit up. And it's, it's tough. It's like trying to clean sand. You know what I mean? Some of it's just going to be there. Cause yeah. man, even that animated Pinocchio movie is a rough movie. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like, you know, I mean, there's even like the undersea scene and everything like that. Like, come on, you know yeah. what I mean? Right. <clears throat> but yeah, so I mean, uh, what what happens from there is eventually he, you know, he goes to the Cybertronics headquarters, uh, thinking that 
you know, that that's where he can find the blue fairy who will make him real. And he's, you know, basically what he discovers there is that he's, you know, he's not special. He's one of, uh, you know, he he's came up in the first. Yeah, he's, he's the first, but the first of many. And like, you know, there's, there's again, just a super creepy scene where he like goes into, you know, a room where there are just copies of him like hanging up on like meat hooks, just gently swaying in the, in the whatever. Um, there's like boxes of him, one of which is like shaking as if something inside is trying to get out. Like it's real like horror movie icon iconography, just like as if like the realization that you are in fact only one of many, which is something that, you know, just his skinned face. But I really, I think it's just the horror of like, what is the, like the, the analogous feeling here? It's just the horror of realizing that you're, you're not the center of the universe. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, part of the reason why it's like uniquely distressing for like a human to see like, you know, like a cut up human, you know what I mean? Right. Cause at the end of the day, it's kind of like, fuck, is that all I am? Really? Yeah. Because you don't think, you don't think, you, you think you're this whole, like, almost spiritual kind of being, and you are in a way, right? Absolutely, right? I think even, like, an atheist would be like, yeah, there's something going on. But, like, at the end of the day, you're also just kind of, like, bits of gut, right? Functioning, right? Hold together, and that's the thing. That's why, like, you know, like, it's immediately distressing to see, like, you know, if you see a cut open person, like... It's 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 not just oh my god that's a person suffering it's oh my god that's also all I am, right? You know yeah and I mean that that realization that you know that he is not special that he's just one of a line is like enough that he essentially tries to kill himself he jumps off the building and falls in insane insane move insane scene in the movie I, I had a hard time just seeing yeah. a child throw themselves off a fucking building. And then in sort of the, the most, like, fantastical scene of the movie, like, is rescued by, like, a school of fish that, like, bear him back up to the surface. Mm -hmm. And then Gigolo Joe. Yeah, and then Gigolo Joe, who, you know, has, like, their, they have their, basically their goodbye as Gigolo Joe is dragged off by the cops because he's been framed for murder by a jealous lover and just says, you know, um, I am, I was. Like, that's, that's his whole... Yeah. Also, wait, hold on. Can we just talk about it real quick? So it turns out who David is actually based off of is off of the head of Cybertronics' dead kid? Yes. So that, that, is, that is a really important point. Like, David is, a, like, again, like, this whole society is built on distraction and just trying to provide you a little bit of meager comfort and just, again, just distraction from the horror show that is, you know, this decaying reality. David yeah, doesn't relate to anything right now. And David is as much a part of that distraction as anything else. Like, I read this, this essay in a film comment about this movie written by Tim Creter, where he, he was basically saying that Gigolo Joe and David fulfill the same function mm -hmm. just to, to give people, you know, what, what they think they need. You know, basically, they're not the real thing. You know, it's not, it's not your dead child and it's not actually sex. It's not connection with a, a human being. But they can provide you with an approximation of it that will allow you to sort of push the, the loneliness down. But basically, yeah. David is a vibrator for the soul, is the line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for your biological clock. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, 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 yeah, for that, for that need to procreate. You know what I mean, right? Which like, which like only relatively recently has come into question. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I mean, and that's the thing is that, and I think like something that's so creepy in this movie is the idea that like this man has, has, has experienced possibly the worst pain a human can in so far as like, in so far as like, in so far as like having a child, raising a child and then losing a child, right? Possibly the worst pain a human being can ever experience. And, and, and what do they do? He's like, he's like, I'm going to make a product based on my dead child and just make a bunch of the most realistic versions of my child, I po- my dead child that I possibly could, and then sell them wholesale. Like, right, it's not, I'm, I'm going to, you know, as, as awful as this is, I'm not going to process it, I'm not gonna try and grow, I'm not gonna try and experience it. I need to run from the experience, I'm going to regress and retreat into fantasy. And yeah. I think the fact that they are living in a, in a society that, again, is, is on its last leg that is headed for extinction is like, is related to that refusal to progress, that refusal to deal with reality, to face challenges, to face difficult truths. When instead you could just retreat into childish fantasy and tell yourself everything is fine. But as long as you can tell yourself everything is fine, everything can continue to fall apart around you and you won't have to deal with it as long as you can distract yourself. And that's our reality, baby. Yep. Yep. That's, that's welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Learn to fight. That's all I can say. Learn to physically fight. Yeah. That's all I can tell you to do. Um, let's talk about the end, baby. Yeah. So, so what happens from here? God damn it. Yes. So David, um, David and his pal, his robot pal, Teddy, who we haven't even Teddy talked Teddy is such a pimp. Teddy, Teddy. Number one, Teddy rocks. I love Teddy. So I, I never, I never quite figured out how to develop this into a fully formed crackpot theory, but I feel like Teddy is somehow the key to this movie mm-hmm. because one, uh, early on in the movie, when right, like right before the uh, the parents make the decision to like essentially expel uh, David, I think it's actually when the mom makes the decision to like um, free him rather than like drop him off to be destroyed. She's looking through these paintings that he's done where he's basically like, he's drawn little pictures and written about himself in his day. And in all of the pictures, he's like all of the writing, he's talking about how evil Teddy is specifically. Like even like, like, it's like, I am real like Martin is and Teddy is not, Teddy is fake. Like there's very clear like, like some for some reason the like the Oedipal competition is even worse with Teddy because Teddy reminds him that like he is indeed unreal as well. Yeah, yeah, because um, Teddy's constantly being like Teddy, like like when he starts eating spinach, Teddy's like, "You'll break, stop it." Right. Teddy's the guy who's really more than almost anyone else in this movie is just purely looking out for David to try to be like, "Buddy, come on." And, and Teddy is the one who actually. So this is important for the ending. Uh, at one point, David again just doing this like fucking weird like not quite real like kid needing just needing version of love behavior like snips off a lock of his mom's hair and like accidentally injures her while doing it and it's it's teddy the one who who actually saves the lock of hair Mm -hmm. which becomes really important for the ending at the very end teddy like crawls up on the bed and like watches the ending i just i feel like there's something going on with teddy here yeah and in 10 years, you will have my weird Pepe Sylvia, like, YouTube video explaining Teddy. Uh, oh, brother, that already exists. Someone's yeah. done that. Five people have done that, at least. Yeah, I know. But anyway, anyway, anyway. So. Yours will be better. Yeah. But, uh, 
what's it? Uh, David and Teddy get into the amphibicopter and go down to, so we should mention all of, like the, the final scene, like not final, but like the, this part of the story where they go to Cybertronics HQ is set in flooded Manhattan. Like, Does the ice melted? Yeah, the ice caps have melted. Uh, Manhattan has been deluged. For whatever reason, Cybertronics, which I would imagine is one of the biggest corporations in the world, is just like, we're going to keep our headquarters in a flooded skyscraper. Yeah. If you can, why not? It's pretty cool. That's just, that's one of those things where you just kind of have to write it off to like, it's fairy tale logic. Like it doesn't have to, like it, it makes sense on some kind of like visual and spiritual level. If you think about it too hard. Like, yeah, but like imagining having to like get a job at Cybertronics and it's like, it's like, what's your commute like? I got to take a boat? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't think about it too hard. Like the mechanics break down, but like yeah. when you see it, it like, it feels right somehow again, because this yeah. is all, this is all a fairy tale. And like, exactly. if you're going to set a movie, like a fairy tale at the drought, let well, like the global warming ravaged end of the world, you need to go to like drowned Manhattan. Like that just, that feels spiritually right. And it feels spiritually right that the end of the story would be at, at least the end of this part of the story, you know, the, the part set in like, what is recognizable at least as like an extrapolation of our reality would, would culminate there. Um, so anyway, it, it, it makes some sense on a story level, just whatever. But so they take the amphibicopter and they, as a, they use it as a submarine thing, go down to Coney Island and there's an actual Pinocchio exhibit in Coney Island. So they find the blue fairy there. Um, and David just in the amphibicopter just sits there and prays, Hey, blue fairy, please make me real. Please make me real. And yeah, 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 and 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 then something falls, and this wheel collapses and falls on them, and traps them there. As as Teddy says, we are in a cage, which feels like a feels like that is more than a literal line. That feels like a metaphorical. We are stuck in your fucking childish refusal to grow up, David. Yeah, you know, yeah. You physically trapped us in a cage, David. Yep. Teddy is so fucking done with his shit. But yeah. you know, what are you gonna do? You're Teddy. But anyway, yeah, so, so what happens there, and there, there are a lot of people who think the movie should end there on the image of just David praying to the Blue Fairy forever, asking him to make him a real boy. Of course, you know, that's never going to happen. This, is, again, is a movie about someone misunderstanding a children's story. Um, but I really love the ending to this movie. I think that- yeah, yeah, this was, yeah, no dog because that's what i thought it was gonna end and then i said oh wait we have 25 minutes left it's right. about, and 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 you need that 25 minutes yeah and i i think that, again I, there are a lot of people who i think sort of misread this ending and thought that it was you know because spielberg has a rap of like one he, he just he has a, he has an issue with like tacking on too many endings to his movie yeah so, like like uh i think um lincoln is the worst example of it where it just there are like five endings to that movie and any one of them would have been better than the one he like actually ended on wait which one lincoln oh yeah he did lincoln didn't he yeah he did um yeah yeah i think it should have ended with him going to the theater that's actually that that, that, that like that the movie does actually end with his assassination which has, yeah. nothing, has nothing to do with this, like the real story of the movie, which is about like the specific passing of the Thirteenth Amendment. But there's like it's about Lincoln. We'll just we'll have it keep going and going and going until the end of Lincoln's life, even though this hasn't really been a biopic of Lincoln. But yeah, no, no, yeah, no. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I said that. I, I, I literally just yeah. No, nah, it should have ended. 
It should have ended like, uh, I don't know, Inglorious Bastards, where it turns out you're in alternate history. Yeah, it, it ends with Lincoln personally eviscerating Robert E. Lee. It, it ends with Lincoln ducking at just the right moment. Yeah. And then breaking, uh, God, what's his? Uh, John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, John... I forgot his name for a second. Hey. Yeah, John Wilkes Booth, proud Marylander. Yes. Anyway, we're uh, with. Sorry, real quick, folks. Folks, look up the state song of Maryland and look up the lyrics. Crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. But history is weird, man. History is so weird. Yeah. <coughs> anyway, so what actually happens is David just prays to the Blue Fairy for like 2,000 years or something, mm-hmm. in which time the, you know, uh, human civilization ends, the seas freeze over, um, we enter a new ice age, until he is excavated. And then there's just, it fades full again, it just fades forward 2,000 years to like this just totally bleak shot of just, it's like a similar shot of the drowned skyscrapers of Manhattan, but they are now like encased in frozen water, like a glacier. Yeah. Um, it looks like fucking Hoth. Yeah, it, and there's just, John Williams Loki does like some of his best work on this movie, and there's just this like haunting choral track as you like track down through like frozen Manhattan. It's some truly like, it is just distressing stuff as someone who like spends an inordinate, inordinate amount of time worrying about global warming. You know what it's like? It's like the global warming equivalent of like seeing someone cut open. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. like yeah, that's 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 all that's 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 what it's gonna be. Yep. Just it's gonna end one day, man. Yep. It's all of your hopes and dreams and everything. One day you're just gonna be you're just gonna be fucking skeletal. You're just gonna be skeletal remains that some fucking alien's gonna find one day. So that's that's important. He is ex. Um, David and Teddy are excavated out of the ice by these futuristic beings who are not aliens. They're robots. What? Really? Yes. Which is what it's, it wasn't like, that's a very common misconception. That's what I thought the first time I watched this movie, honestly, but they're not aliens. They are robots. You know, they talk about, um, first of all, it, it rhymes back to, again, that Gigolo Joe line about how, you know, they know that they are going to end and we are going to be the only thing that's left. Um, they actually, they talk about like, you are one of the originals. Like you are one of our originals, like to David. You know, like, oh, they're interested in him because he's one of their ancestors. Um, okay, 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 okay. So can I tell you my insightful thought? Yeah. Earlier. Okay, because this kind of totally negates my thought. Because the thing that I originally had picked up on was the fact that, was the fact that they talk about, like, what I thought that they had these, what I thought were aliens, and basically said to David was, was that, like, um, Right, right. Was that like they're like, oh my god, we found a robot that actually like knew humans, right? Which I was like, oh man, so you didn't find any other robots in this world where they made just so many robots? Right. And so I was like, oh, so right before human civilization snuffed out, we were like, it's the robots' fault, and we did a robot holocaust. <laughs> that's what I thought was the implication there, and I was like, oh man, that's really fucking bleak. That's that's reading a whole lot into this movie. Well, hence, hence my thing. If they were aliens, that would have been a great read. Yeah, but like, 
like I think like DreamWorks literally had to like put out a press release being like they are not aliens, they are robots. Yeah. So many people thought they were aliens. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which makes it so much cooler actually because they did. They did outlive them. And not only that, they do they're not doing like they're not doing like I mean I mean like they really proved that like yeah, like these robots the entire time were just another species. Like they aren't they aren't just like 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 just like if you're a purely logical being, who gives a shit what the past was? You know what I mean? Right. right? The future, baby. But these guys are like, no, like it's important that we study it, which is like an incredibly human thing to do. To try to understand origins of something. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, there's that that conversation that one of them has with David right before they they sort of give David his final wish, where basically they talk about how they are. The implication is still they are cursed by the the question of like, why were we made? Why are we here? Like, and they kind of envy humans. humans would know. Yeah, they assumed humans would know. And if nothing else, they envy humans' ability to, like, come up with bullshit reasons, which mm-hmm. they're unable to do because they're shackled with logic. You know? exactly. It's actually one of the best things about being human is just kind of being like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the ability to just write, 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 or just, like, you know, like, as someone who subscribes to, like, kind of a certain kind of, like, religious worldview just to be like, God did it. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That rocks. That rocks. To be able to, can you imagine, like, literally, like, 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 not just, like, not being able to do that because of, like, your own, like, whatever, but to literally not have the ability to do that? Yeah. Like, you know, right, right, you hear about, like, scientists who, like, become, like, religious later on and vice versa, you know what I mean? And, like, mm-hmm. but, like literally do not have the capability to, like, right. to, like, yeah, to, like, just assign meaning to yourself. That, Honestly, sounds like a fate almost like worse than giving them the ability to feel pain. <laughs> you know? Why was I cursed with the inability to narrativize my life? Exactly. Exactly. It's one of the best parts about being alive is that you can kind of be like, there's coherence here. There's none, but you can pretend that there is and you believe it to a degree. Right. Anyway, so this, this is where we get into the like the real like the really like controversial stuff in this movie. So the, the, the robots, they, they basically recreate, they want David to be happy, basically. They recreate for him the, uh, um, the home that he was raised in because, you know, they've scanned his mind and it seems like that was the place where he was happiest. So they'd like to put him back there and they've created this little fantasy world for him where he gets to re you know, be back in his, his childhood home. Um, and then, what they also tell him is because Teddy saved that lock of hair, they have his mother's DNA and they can create a copy of her. It will only sur- the copy will only survive for one day. But if he so chooses, he can spend a day with a recreation of his mother. But if he does that, that one day is all he gets because people are like, there's like, a f- that are interwoven in the fabric of space time. And once you open it, and it shuts, it can never be reopened. Yeah, and I feel like, I, I've heard different takes on this. I feel like there's almost an implication in what they're saying, that like, if you pull her, because it, it's not like they're cloning her. They're, like, somehow locating her in space-time and bringing her forward into, like, this moment. And I've heard people interpret it as, like, if when David makes this choice, he is removing, he's essentially destroying her. Yeah. He's, essentially erasing her previous existence so that he can just have her for this moment, which I don't know that 
I, I don't know that I buy that reading. I don't know if it's totally supported in the text, but I feel like there is, it, I get why people go in that direction because I think what's happening here, basically the way, what, because what happens is, so just to, to actually describe what happens is, you know, he's, he says, yes, I would like this. They spend a day together. You know, it's, it's the perfect day, you know, and it, it, it's, it's set over this, like, this very, you know, twinkly, like John Williams sonata. Um, apparently what actually happened is John Williams, like, wrote a piece of music for this, and then they, like, edited it to match that piece of music, mm -hmm. um, which is I, something they had done, at least for E.T. Mm -hmm. uh, as well. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, you know, it's just golden sunlight, beautiful Janusz Kaminski cinematography, you know, just all bathed in light. It's just, it's the perfect day. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I think there are a lot of people who saw this as, like, pure Spielberg schmaltz that, like, totally sells out the rest of the movie. You know, it's just, he couldn't help but give himself a happy ending. You know, he had to take the easy way out because he's fucking shit. What psycho thinks that this is a happy ending? Yeah. So I, but I, again, I think it's one of those things where it's, it's, Dave, at least David in this segment is so earnest in his just, I love you, mommy. I want to be, make you happy, mommy. It's just so uncomfortably earnest that people have to kind of separate themselves from it in a way, because it is, it is uncomfortable. But I, 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 I don't buy that, I, I don't find this a happy ending. Like, I don't think you're even supposed to read it as like. It's at best an ending, at best. Yeah. it's an ending right because i mean what you actually have here and wh wh why i think people gravitate towards the other reading of like he has destroyed his mother by doing this is you're just seeing like it's the final period on just his refusal to grow up like this is proving this is someone who can only live in fantasy like because his his mom doesn't even seem like his mom it's no. it's the recreation of his mom that he wished he had yeah the mother was like she was as like warm, I guess, as she could have been, but she wasn't like someone that like fought. She clearly preferred his brother, right, or his or like her real son to him. Yeah, she was very like diffident about him, and like she found him actively uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She tolerated him the best when he was all she had. Yeah, and even then, it was like this thing is kind yeah. of. I don't entirely know how to relate to it. It scares me sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, but basically what, what happens here is David, <laughs> David makes his own spiritual vibrator. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He has made a version of his mom that needs him as much as he needs her. Mm -hmm. And they're just, they're stuck in this closed loop that, I mean, the movie ends with the day ending, but you know, like, that's it. Like, He's, he's not, like, he's either, he's either got to die or just live in just the same misery he was always in. Yeah. Like, for eternity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know, maybe you can hope that, like, these robots could take away the love. I don't know. Right? Or reprogram it to something else. I don't know. But, Which, but that would be destroying him. Like, he is yeah. defined by his need. He was programmed to be defined by need. And, like, yeah. so if, you, if you take that need out of him, he's not him anymore. Why? Why did you create me to feel love? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's, you know what I was thinking during this? 
if someone actually creates a robot that can feel love, I'm going to go to their house. And I'm not going to say what I'm going to do, but fill in the blanks, folks. It's because I think that is like, because because I, I was thinking about this, is that like th this this raises a lot of like moral questions, like this movie. Like it's a very like it's like real. This is like a real kind of like movie that I can see them showing in like a like a college ethics course. You know what I mean? And asking a lot of questions about shit, right? Like 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 is it cheating if you fuck a robot? Like you know what I mean? Like, like, like can't you see? I mean, we both went to college. Like can't you see like people arguing about this shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And like and that's the thing is that like is that like the i mean i mean what is i think one of the like there was no way for david to fucking win like there was no right it's like the beginning of um of of, of new vegas right game was rigged from the start you know what i mean like how the fuck could david win here because like best case scenario right let's say martin never wakes up right let's say henry comes around and loves david and then imprints david on him and then david's just imprinted with both of these people you know what happens? They those people die one day, and then David gets destroyed. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, like you just had this. You just created this, this, this thing. <coughs> love two people unconditionally for fifty years, and then die, and then be killed. Right. Right. Like that's insane. Like, how the fuck do you create something that can feel genuine love, or at least a best a approximation to it that you can create in a machine and then like destroy it it's not genuine love that's exactly. the key it's just need it's just emotional hunger it's vampirism yeah. you know it's every everything in this movie that that masquerades as love is just transactional every relationship in this movie whether it's david fulfilling uh monica who's the mother's needs or fake monica fulfilling david's needs or all of gigolo joe's like especially gigolo joe yeah that's literally that's just where it's the most on its face because i mean you and i have both loved people and part of loving someone at a certain point is letting them go you know what i mean like like the, the actual act of love is not about someone fulfilling your needs it is about is it's it's really about self-sacrifice and trying to you fulfilling their needs to your own detriment because Fulfilling because doing something for them is its own reward. Yeah, but even you know what I mean. Like, like, like I don't know. Yeah. That is kind of what David is programmed to do, though, but in, in a way that is so clearly nakedly just vampiric. Exactly. Yeah. 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 In a way. Well, well. I mean. I mean. And that's the thing. Is that like? Is that like? Like. 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 When I say like it's its own reward, as in like you know, right, right, like, um, love is, what, what, what was the thing, love is blameless, love is, con whatever the fuck, you know, the thing, yeah, you know, what I mean? right, right, like, part of it is just kind of like, you know, like, like, I love my kids, and something I truly believe about my kids is that they don't owe me anything, you know what I mean, right, like, a certain amount of respect, like, watch how you talk to me, but, like, really and truly, like, I don't even believe that my kids owe me love, you know what I mean, because at the end of the day, my kids didn't ask to be born, I did, you, we all know what I did, right and and it made my kids you know what i mean right and that's the thing like i brought i i was given the tools by whatever gave me the tools to create this life i owe that life that life doesn't owe me i can't i can't be like you now have to serve me no i made you i made you you didn't ask for me to make you but i did it and so i'm i the, the onus the responsibility is on me you know what i mean as the creator 
right? And, and, and right, to care for you, right? My creation, right? Because you're my son. But you know what I mean, right? But like, I don't know. But what's it called? But, 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 and that's the thing is that like, I feel like that's love, right? Is that idea that like, you don't owe me anything, right? I just love you, right? And I'm gonna like, I'm, I'm just gonna, like, like, like that selflessness, you know? And it's not 100% because I'm a human being. You know what I mean? There's sometimes when, yeah, I get upset at my kids where I'm just like, God, just can we not right now? You know what I mean? Everyone does, right? With people that they love, because you can't be 100%, 100% of the time because you're not God. You know what I mean? You're not this, per you're not a perfect being, but like, yeah, David, yeah, you're right. Like they didn't program in the, they, they, they programmed in to do the most fucked up version of, of what some people might consider love possible. And then to just have to live with that horrible gnawing hunger forever. Right. Yeah. He's, he's enslaved to his programming, which I think, you know, it, I, I, I think that, I feel like the movie feels like humans are as well, that like we are equally enslaved to a different form of programming, which is why we are doomed to, to ruin ourselves. This, and honestly, like this is a, again, this is a really bleak movie, but it, it, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not proud of this fact, but it really speaks to something deep within me, you know, that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're a glutton. You're a little piggy. Yeah. And just, I, I do. This movie has a vibe unlike any other, just in, in being just this apocalyptic fairy tale that like really marries the like the chilliness and cynicism of Kubrick with like with it genuinely has like the emotionality of, of Spielberg just curdled and and warped and and dead. And it just it's a vibe that like, I, I totally understand why people generally reacted negatively to this movie, but it really is speaking my language. And if someone told me that this was their favorite movie, I would be like, forget it. And if someone told me this movie makes them so viscerally mad that they literally threw something at the screen, I'd be like, I get it. Yeah. You know, this is a movie that should elicit a strong reaction in you. I know it did in me. You know what I mean? On like, I mean, and you, are, you and I are two men that have shockingly similar lives and yet in other ways, incredibly different lives and in different experiences. And I think we both each like took something separate from this that was visceral to both of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, there's something here, you know, right? You know, there's certain experiences that are universal that you're going to get something out of. And then there are also certain experiences that are, that are very personal that you could also get out of it. Right? Yeah. I feel like we both kind of had that happen with this. It's a great movie, I'll say. I'll definitely say it's a watch. I'll definitely say if you turn it off halfway through, I understand. And I don't blame you. Yeah. All right. So you want to you wanna go care for your actual progeny? Let me go care for my actual progeny. I'll be right
All right, welcome back from Matt checking on his kids. Yeah, that's Come right. On. That's what that's what we're welcoming back from. It's the same night, same time. Nothing is. It is not like half a week later. You can't prove that it's not. And yes. if you try to, I will citizens arrest you. Yeah. Learn to go. Yeah, no. Definitely didn't just get off a bus with the bus driver. <laughs> just left you, the bus. Just walked away. You are definitely not wearing a cream-colored peacoat now. I know. Just, I mean, again, it looks great on you, but it's so weird. It, it, is, like, it is like seeing a dog wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> I keep, I keep, listen, listen, you're talking to a man who took four, maybe five shits at work today. Oh my God, why? I, I what? don't know. Are you okay? I don't, they have free coffee there. And so I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. I had like, they got us lunch and I had like, um. Like a veggie sandwich for like lunch. Like, I was like, there's nothing in that really. It's just veggies and like cheese. Like, I was like, it's nothing like really is gonna make you shit. I've, and I've, I've just been drinking, I drink a lot of coffee. I don't know. I was just shitting like crazy. It was like, okay, real bad. that's, the, like, that's know, enough. That's enough. A Night's Tale. Let's talk about A Night's Tale starring the Joker. I was gonna say that, but then I had veggie straws in my teeth. I'm trying to get them out. Roll, Roll the trailer. Roll the trailer. Someday, I'll be a knight. Yes, William. If he believes enough, a man can do anything. We could do this. We could be on our way to glory and riches none of us ever dreamed of. You can't even joust. I think he's getting worse. He is getting worse. And I won't spend the rest of my life as nothing. You have to be of noble birth to compete. So we lie. My lords, my ladies. I have the pride, the privilege, nay, the pleasure of introducing to you a knight sired by knights. William Thatcher didn't make the rules. He was born. I've waited my whole life for this moment. To break them. Yes! Thank you, I'll be here all week. Well, that was different. And you are Ulrich von Lichtenstein from Gelderland. Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein, I would have him win my heart. He's won four tournaments in a row. On a horse, that man is unbeatable. You're just a silly boy with a horse and a stick. It's called a lance. Hello? If the nobles find out who you are, they'll be the devil to pay. And pray that they don't. Ulrich von Lichtenstein is not who he appears to be. They're gonna arrest you. A dozen royal guards. I love you. There's nothing else to do. Run, and I will run with you. I will not run! I'm a knight. I'm here to compete. Let's dance, you and I. I can call you my own. It's warm, so it won't make me burp. <laughs> That's not how that works.
Welcome back from the trailer. Matt just taking a nice swing of Soleil. I was trying to I was trying to time it so that because I was eating veggie straws and they were really picking up. So I was like, okay, put those away. So I was trying to time it so that right as we started recording, I would crack open the Soleil and upset him, and he just is completely numb to it at this point. No, I mean, again, I'm just distracted by you looking like an adult. <laughs> like, it's just... it's insane. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, because so in our bathroom, there's like a huge mirror, and I just like, every time I'm walking in and out, I just like take him in and I'm just like, it's so funny how I look. I just look like well put together. Like, I really think this job will be good for you because it really, again, as I said, like, this is bad. Like, we can't do a whole, like, extra intro banter <laughs> just because we had to reset because your kids were, like, extra like, rambunctious. Just but, just the most rambunctious children yeah. in the world, yes. But, real quick, as we discussed the other day, the perfect end to your arc is you becoming Better Call Saul. I know, like, I know. Which, which is honestly going to happen. But, moving on. Nice Either that or a Sicario. No, it's no, it's just no. Okay, calm, no, we can't we can't dig there. But that's ah, uh, Rob. I will have my day of the soldato. You 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 have not seen either of those movies. I almost said to you. I almost said that to you earlier, but I couldn't remember Sicario, so I was gonna say a Benicio del Toro guy. <laughs> Which can mean so many different things. I'm just a sweaty guy who like who like mumbles a lot. Like I think in like two actually that that is actually like I think a better point of comparison because I think there are literally like two or three movies where he plays like a guy's quote unquote lawyer who's like clearly just like the guy who gets him drugs. Exactly yeah, no. Like, well, I think that I think that the greatest analog. Well, I mean, listen, there are so many great analogs of who you are and who I am, but I think another good one is uh, what's it called? You, uh, it's Usual Suspects, and I'm Benicio del Toro, and you're the um, oh god, what was his name? The Irish guy, uh, Gabriel Byrne. Yes, yes, that is a movie that I have seen and can remember nothing except the ending, literally. Oh yeah, no, me too. Well, I insanely saw the. <laughs> Is that, is that a bad movie? I can't remember, but it feels like you should be able to remember it. Well, that's the thing. I saw it in such a way that it was forever ruined for me because I saw it with my dad on, like, network TV. But he was like, oh, it's the last 20 minutes. Let's watch this. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not the right way to watch it. I was like, I was like, I was like, is this a good movie? He's like, yeah, here, we'll just watch the end. And I just, like, he'd seen it before. He knew what was going to happen. I don't, the man ruined the movie for me. But who knows? Was it good? Maybe we'll, I literally can't remember. Me neither. Maybe we'll watch it again. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll watch Sicario. Who knows? I it that is I have not seen the second one, but it's so funny. Like the first movie is like a is like a you know it's like a fairly serious minded like mm. you know international political thriller that's yeah. like you know this like fairly dark like it's a Denis Villeneuve movie who's like a you know you don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm nodding. I'm nodding yeah. along like I'm like yeah oh yeah 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 Denis Villeneuve. He made Arrival like a. Oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Again, like like a thoughtful Frenchman. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like a capital D director. Yes, yes. Like I would like to make a movie about the situation along the border and yes. like the like mission creep of like American black ops. Yes, like, yes. With yes. with like a weird like date rape subplot thrown in. But yeah, didn't know about that because I've only watched the trailers for both of them. But yeah, <laughs> but I know like I watched the trailer for Day of the Soldato and, I and then like, and then the second one is just like. You guys like machine guns, right? <laughs> yeah, it literally starts off with 
with like with like these cartels are helping the terrorists get across. And it's like that's that's literally not even kidding. Literally a Steven Seagal movie. That's what, that's what I was that gonna is, say. It's like it's like a like mid budget. Yes. Like if Steven Seagal was still getting yes. to make movies, he would yes. make. Like, re- real movies. No, like... I, I'm not kidding. I saw a Steven Seagal movie, like a 2010s-era Steven Seagal movie, where literally part of the plot is that there are cartels helping terrorists, uh, Muslim extremists, get into the United States. And he has this whole right. scene. The, the, the difference is that's not actually a movie. That's something that someone shot on a phone. Well, yes. Okay, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. It's not, a, it's not a capital M movie. No. It is It is a money laundering scheme. Probably yes. for those same cartels. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a limited hangout to throw us all off the scent. Man, oh man. That's such a cool job, money launderer. You know that's, what I mean? That's another good place for you to end up. I literally, literally, I have the literal pedigree. I would like to see a, yeah. like a version of Ozark starring you because then it would actually be a good show. That show you, sucks. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, it doesn't suck. I just found it very boring. I have no idea. I haven't seen it. What's it called? Because it's, it's like it seems like one of those like dark Netflix shows, and I'm like, I'm not here for you, dark Netflix. You know what I'm here for? Cobra Kai. Anyway, <laughs> I've seen all of. We talk about it later. Man, I love Cobra Kai. But also, yeah. No, no, no. I'm actually related to a money launderer. As yeah, you know. that yeah. makes complete sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A man but, who... No, just to get further off track and ensure that this will be our first four-hour episode, um, we really can't afford to reset like, and just take a few days off to recharge our no. batteries. Like, no. The only thing keeping these episode lengths like, even remotely down, which they are not at all, is just the fact that we get sleepy. <laughs> but... Like, <laughs> That's so... <laughs> Like, every end of it is just like, ah, you got anything else? <laughs> like, Ozark is just, like, the like the, the standard bearer for, like, just, like, C-plus, like, modern TV, where it's just, like, it, you know, people like Breaking Bad will just do yeah. that, but, like, film it in, like, a gray filter, and, like, yes. not bother to craft episodes, it'll mm. just be, like, ten hours where you kind of just, like, some amorphous plot stuff happens, but it's not yeah. really shaped into anything. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. we'll hire the great Peter Mullen and have him do an arc in most English man alive. Why do they keep hiring British people to do specific regional American accents? Yeah. Which are like hard for like like you and I, two born Americans whose native language is American English. Born south of the Mason Dixon, Dixon line. line. Born south of the Mason Dixon line, yes. Like, could not do. It's because America doesn't produce actors anymore. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, no, well, no, no, no. We do. It's just uh, every single one of our actors of our generation is someone's kid. Yeah, I mean, well, not even that. It's just, I mean, the guys we we produce like Eisenbergs. Yeah. Yeah. Jews. <laughs> Can't shut the fuck up. Anyway, <laughs> a night's tale. I right now I'm just saying it real quick. I guarantee you, if we Wikipedia Jesse Eisenberg, absolutely someone in his family is in the film industry. A night's tale. No, that's not even anti-Semitic, but it is. I don't care. It's from. <laughs> Forward. A Night's Tale, starring <laughs> the, that British Matthew Lillard guy. Um, the British Matthew Lillard guy? Yeah, the guy who plays Chaucer. Oh, Paul Bettany? Yeah. Well, oh, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany is great. Yeah, but he is British Matthew Lillard. Am no. I wrong? Yes. Like, oh my god. I, uh, I, love, I love Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard's great, but Paul Bettany is truly a treasure. Rob, are you a cheap shampoo because you're splitting hairs? You just, I don't even get the point of comparison. They don't look that similar. They don't. They, they have the same energy. They don't. They do. Paul Bettany has, is is a chameleon. Yeah, so is Matthew Lillard. Shut the fuck up. 
Matthew Matthew Lillard again, talented actor, yeah. but like what you're talking about, his like '90s scream to Scooby Doo run. Yes, he just exactly. Played, yes. Like the manic guy. And uh-huh. like, Paul Bettany is manic in this movie, but in a very different way. It's more like braggadocio than like weird like meth energy, which is what Lillard did. British versus American. Also, Alan Tudyk. Some sometimes you literally you you just I know two names, so I'm going to compare them. That's just sometimes how your brain works. Like, if there was a third I could think of, that might be it, but I can't, so that's it. I mean, literally, now that I think about it, they're just tall, uh, slender men. I think even just... even Lillard isn't really that slender. He is he's, noticeably he's a swimmer's body. He's noticeably larger than Paul Bettany. Yeah, but I don't just, notice those things. I, I, just, I don't care about people's looks. I care about their hearts. Oh, but, <laughs> now I just. No, I, I, just because I just want to talk about how much I love Paul Bettany. Okay, well, how much do you love him? He's great. Okay. I love him. He's one of our greatest living actors. Like, genuinely. Okay. All right. I don't know. I can think of this movie, and what else has he been in? Uh, Master uh, and Commander. 13 Fantastic. Ghosts. Shut the fuck up. He's even good as, like, the dildo robot in fucking Avengers. Like, I didn't see that. You will. Oh, my God, I yeah. will. God. That's what? so fun. Sorry, I just thought of something, but I was like, not, not what we're supposed to talk about on the podcast. Continue. But just, and he is fucking on fire in this movie. Like, mm. honestly, my, I, I actually mostly like this movie. Yeah. And my, my biggest complaint, more Bettany. Yeah. I just, I just want more yeah. Bettany. He's so good in this. Now, you had never seen this movie before. No, right? I'd never seen this movie. Okay, okay, so that's good. Okay, okay. So, what's it called? Hold so, I just want to keep, I want no, 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 to keep talking about Bettany. Just, like... Like, he is so much fun doing his, like, hype man role. Mm-hmm. But, then, like, he, he gets, like, moments to, like, genuinely act, too. Yeah. Like, the yeah. moment where, like, he has to, like, confess to being, like, a degenerate gambler. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, the just, like, oh, just, he's so good. Like, he's genuinely, He's like, very good. He's, like, the, yeah. like, the actual, like, he brings, like, legitimate shame to this movie about, it's, like, Rocky with jousting. Which, yeah. again, is a fun movie, but he's giving, yeah. like... Oh, I love Paul Bettany. That's all. He's he's great. No, oh yeah. no, he is he is he is unabashedly great in this movie. I mean, I mean, that's like, I mean, like, who do you get a bad performance out of in this movie? No, that's that's I think the the key to this movie working is just. I mean, it's it's a fun movie. I think there are some problems with it, but yeah. it's it's very well cast. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's no. just chock full of like British theater actors. Exactly. Yeah. And then Alan Tudyk. Yeah, Alan Tudyk. Is he British? Pretty sure. I think he might actually be American. Oh, look this up. I always just assumed he was a British guy doing a, no. an American accent because he just kind of has that vibe. He does, and also Alan Tudyk is a is an incredibly like like Stratford upon Avonshire, whatever the fuck name. You ever go over there? He's American. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah. There. Okay. There you go. That's that is who we produce. We produce yes. Alan Tudyk. <laughs> Which honestly, listen, I'm sorry. I love Alan Tudyk, and yeah, I don't know why so I'm apologizing. He's so fun. Did you ever see Firefly? Yeah, yeah, he's good. I mean, listen, I know a lot dude, of dude. He's good as the chicken in Moana. Yeah, like, oh my god, there, he was the chicken in Moana. There's this hilarious video of him like, like rehearsing the role as the chicken in Moana and bringing like such focus and attention to it. Like, I need to okay, like I'm giving I'm giving another balk, but I need to give this balk a different energy than the previous <laughs> balk. Like, like he, he's just he's good. He's, he's good. good. He's very good. He's very good. well, and that's the thing. And that's the thing is that like is like he's part of like this class of actors. Like I call him the um. The like the like Comic Con actors, right? Who just yeah. like 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 who like who just like are people that are just kind of like fit into this niche 
of this type of, of like this type of movie, this type of role, this type of like, I don't know, for lack of a word, kind of like a little bit of like an epic kind of like storyline or something like that, right? Yeah. And just, and just kind of melt into the scenery and just really just feel at home there. You know what I mean? Right? People like him uh, and others and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he brings a real sense of fun to it. Exactly! Yeah, yeah. He's a fun... He's... he's because he's he's the the chicken Moana, fantastic, mm-hmm. love that, right? But in in fucking uh, the spaceship movie, whatever it was, uh, uh, Firefly, he's great in that, right? You know what I mean? He's, he's good as is the voice of the robot in Rogue One. Yeah, uh, just as like a little bit of like a little bit of like 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 like, like he's not like uh, he's not like a buffoon, right? But like a little bit of like comic relief, but also like a capable character in his own right. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. Fantastic, you know. In this, as the guy trying to fight everyone, as a man trying to fight everyone, I loved it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, what's it called? He's great. Uh, the the fat British guy, Mark Addy from yeah. Game of Thrones. Yes. Oh, that's where he's from. Yeah, he's yeah. the king. He's the original fat king. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Great. Love a fat British guy. Yeah. The guy yeah. who sets off the whole plot of the show by dying. Yeah. Yeah. Which honestly, what a Spo- role. Spoiler for like. Episode 7 or something of Game of Thrones. Like, he's like the first of like 800 people to die on that show. So, think about just becoming a guy that yells at people for spoilers. I think that's a funny guy. <laughs> spoilers for like a 10 year old show. Exactly. Like, yeah. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, you aren't going to at this point. And yeah. honestly, better better on you. It's like, a lot of good years of that show, but yeah. like, just, I'm glad it's done. You know what you do? You know what you do? You know what you do? In about, <clears throat> in about, right? Depending on how old you are, right? What's it called? In about 10 years, you get into it with your kids. You know yeah. what I mean, right? Like that's like, like like I know there are a few shows that like my like my dad was never like a Doctor Who guy, and then like he got into Doctor Who with the rest of my family as we all did at one time, which is still the weirdest fact about me that I forget like how many years I watched Doctor Who. Yeah, for. you were shooting on me for liking Star Trek the other day, and that's you can't do that if you're a Doctor Who fan. It's just the same thing, but for people who wear scarves. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Which I mean, look like, at me right unseasonably. Now. But like, yeah. look at me right now. Yeah. You're a scarf-wearing motherfucker. Exactly. I you look... don't literally have a scarf on, but spiritually, you have spiritually like four Darren Aronofsky like paper-thin like wispy scarves. I I purely don't have a scarf because I've already felt myself becoming soft as clay working in an office, and I was like, can't do that. Can't do one more. Yeah. Not one more. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's it? I think about buying a gun for that very reason. Okay. You're a strange man. <laughs> <laughs> Which you guys could just see Rob's look on his face because there's like a little bit of like uneasiness because he knows that like Matt might actually buy a gun at some point and then I don't have to deal with Matt with with armed Matt. Don't want to. Yeah, it's not something the world needs. You're just gonna you're just gonna hear <laughs> it in the next room just click, click. Yeah, you can't. What what's it called? I might I, I legitimately might move if you purchase a what's firearm. It, no, I'm no I'm just gonna be spinning the chamber. I legitimately might move if you. Purchase it's like a, a fi- well, how's that different from a fidget spinner anyway. Alan Tudyk. What were we talking about? Just that he's good. He is that good. everyone in this movie is good. What about what do you think of the woman? Is she American? No, I don't think she. The only other thing I feel like I've seen her in, she's like one of those like actresses that was in like a bunch of movies real quick and then like stopped being in movies. You mean most actresses? Yeah. God, that is true, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's 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 a sad fact about Hollywood. But yeah. is it just actresses or do they do the actors too? I mean, to a lesser. I mean, I feel like actresses certainly have more of a just like, oh, you're not hot anymore. Toots like expiration date on them. Literally, literally, or 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 they stay like attractive like forever, and then people pat themselves on the back because they would fuck them, like it, Meryl Streep. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, they do make like exceptions for like you know, like you're a real actor. Yeah, but which is unfair. Yeah. Anyway, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, she was also in 
Like 40, 40 days and yeah. 40 nights. Rules yes. of Attraction. Never saw any of those. Wrist yep. cutters. Yep. Saw. So, yep. the, the only one of her is at least above like above the line in Wikipedia that I have seen is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. No. She is in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. You know what's funny? I've seen every single one of those movies. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I believe that. Yep. I actually have a story about wrist cutters, but what's it called? Yeah. It's for another time. Uh, but... Yeah, no, uh, what was it? Yeah, so this movie basically, I mean, Rob said it perfectly. This is Rocky with jousting. This is, I mean, not even Rocky with jousting, because it's, no, it is Rocky with jousting, but it's also like, so like the whole plot of the, so, so okay, here's the plot. It's, this is like a two-sentence plot script, right? Mm-hmm. What's it called? They, um, what's it called? So they're these squires, right? And they're, uh, and the knight that they're squires to uh, dies, right? They haven't eaten in weeks. So they... It feels like they're they're squires to, like, the real, just, like, yeah. D-list, like, past his prime, like, gonna just die on the toilet, motherfucker. Like, yeah. We never yep. meet their actual night. Like, the opening scene is them being like, oh, he's dead. Yeah. He's supposed to go on yeah. in five minutes, and he's dead. Yeah. I, I would say he's, like, Wizards era Jordan, like, level of, no, like, past no, his prime, no, but no, yeah, no, not no. even. No, this no. Is, this is, like, some motherfucker who, like... Played in the NBA for, like, half a season and then has been playing in, like, the Croatian Yes, league, exactly. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he's been playing yeah. in Turkey or something. Like, yeah. someone you don't even, like, you couldn't even remember his name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like if you, if you, if you saw him on the street, you would not remember him. Even if he played for your favorite team. Like, it's like, uh, Deadspin used to have this segment called Remember Some Guys, where they were just, like, literally dig up a name of, like, a C-list, like, athlete from, like, 20 years ago, and be like, hey, you remember Chuck Knobloch? <laughs> be like, oh, fuck, Chuck yeah. Knobloch, man, yeah, that yeah. takes me back. Like, yeah. he, he was on a couple of Yankees teams for a minute. Yeah, is that a real guy? Yeah, he was on a couple of Yankees teams for a minute. Okay, yeah. there you go, yeah, like, but, um... But this guy feels like he was probably a guy that someone who was into jousting would, 20 years later, remember and be like, oh. hey, you remember the... Yellow Knight or whatever. Yeah, whatever his name was. God, we can't even remember. Pinsworth of Abernathy. Yeah, it, it was like it was like Sir Sir Edgar. Who cares? Who cares? The point is, uh, Heath Ledger is his squire and is sporting like a real yeah. nasty like peasant dreadlock haircut. He looks like he's about to try to sell you a balloon at a fuck at fucking. Not he, even. He looks like he is about to sell you oregano at Burning Man. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say he looks like he's about to sell you a balloon at Coachella, and I was like, too Coachella, too no. classy. No, way no. too Burning classy. Man. Burning Man. Yes, real Burning. But like, he looks like he lives at Burning Man yeah. all year round, and then <laughs> once a year, is just like, oh, is it happening again? He looks like he looks like he buried himself in the sand three days before Burning Man started, so that he could avoid like, the cover charge. He looks like he is the Burned Man. <laughs> he's looking. Uh, like, Heath Ledger, yeah. obviously, a very attractive man. Oh, yeah. Like, first 20 minutes of this movie, very much not fuckable. No. No, like, he looks like... They he, really work to make Heath Ledger just... Ooh. Just, 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 I mean, I mean, he looks like... Sorry. He looks like a dirt monster. You know what he looks like? He looks like... When, when I was a sophomore in college, what's it called? I walked into my dorm room, and there was a there was a Bob Marley weed sticker just, just stuck to, like, the wall, and I couldn't get it off. He looks like whatever guy put that on. He looks like if uh, Lynch pulled out of a giant's belly button was somehow given human animation. <laughs> it looks. It looks by like some sort of wizard or Merlin. <laughs> it looks like if a kombucha golem got the Pinocchio treatment. Folks, he looks bad. <laughs> it looks real bad. Yeah, uh, I like a kombucha golem. Anyway, I'm proud anyway, of it. They they sort of just decide that he's gonna. They're just to like have a shot at them winning this tournament so that they get like eat yeah they he fakes his way he like he pretends to be the 
the knight, knight and ends up just sort of like almost by accident winning the tournament. Yeah, 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 yeah. and to get them enough food so that they can win or, or win food, give them get the, the, so they can eat, and then so they basically so then Heath Ledger just goes like right, so they 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 sell the prize and they split up the winnings, and then Heath Ledger just goes like, wait, hold on, no, let's just pool these winnings. We can just keep doing this, man. Yeah. Right? We can just keep fucking jousting. And then we can just be rich. Like, we don't have to be peasants. And then they're just like, I don't know, man. I want to eat. And then he's like, come on. And they're like, okay, fine. And it's, also, it's not even that. It's like, uh, this is like impersonating a noble is something we, yeah, we exactly. can like execute. Yeah, 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 yeah. They will kill us. They will yeah. just go like, oh, you. They're yeah. going to like, they will kill us. Yeah. And then he's like, he's we, like we will be flaunting the yeah. entire social structure yeah. of Europe. Which like he, to which he. We will Le- essentially be committing treason. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. To, which he, to which Heath Ledger, like kind of like, you kind of can't really argue with it. Just goes like. Well, if we go, if we don't do this, then we're just going to, like, all die of, like, dropsy in ten years anyway. And so they're just kind of like, you know, you make a good point. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah we don't, yeah. Let's like, do it and be legends. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do it and be legends. And so, yeah, that's basically the movie. Is it, yeah, you know, he, uh, he continues. Like, stuff happens. Yeah, yeah he continues to a person in night, has a series of jousts, mm-hmm. develops, develops a rivalry with Rufus Sewell. Another just sort of. What a fucking name. I mean. Would you believe that the uh, man named Rufus Sewell is an English theater actor of some note? Yeah. <laughs> like, when British people fucking name their kids, do they just, like, just, I mean, I know it's, like, regular over there to be named that, but, like... But like, it's, like, you could, like, literally the only, like, you either have to be, like, yeah. you know, a, like, a legend of the old Vic, or, like, yeah. just, you know, yeah. just die if yeah. you don't get there. Because yeah. then you're just, you yeah. have to walk around, like... Calling yourself Rufus Sewell when you're working like IT? No, fuck yourself. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, I'm like a fan of like... You're winning whatever the English equivalent of a Tony is or nothing. Like, what are they... Like, do they... Do, like, English theater actors, like, make bank? I don't know. Probably. I mean, I don't... don't, Do English people just go to the theater all the fucking time? It's like Broadway actors. You know the big ones? Do do you? I only know that when they go to movies. I don't know if they're fucking Tom Cruise, but like... It's a it's a pretty good living, I would imagine, if you're one of the stars. And like, who do you know that goes to like, that goes to plays? Do we don't live in New York? Well, yeah, That's but like, we, if we did, people go to plays. People spend a lot of money going to plays. Plays are very expensive. Did I tell you I looked into going to the opera at one point because I wanted to get some culture? And every English actor does like. The villain role in the haunted mansion and just yes. makes a million dollars. Yeah, that's actually yeah, yeah, no, that's actually true. Yeah, no, basically, they're they like, all... it will never be seen in London anyway. I'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Sir Higglebottom yeah. in in in. I don't know. In... Again, Paul Bettany is now Captain Dildo in the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which Vision, I think. Yeah. He... Which which but that, that's the thing. What I'm trying to think of is that like. I could also just see that just being totally safe in Britain, too, because I don't imagine they'd see the Avengers. Cause... Oh, dude, they see the Avengers everywhere. What's it called? I thought it was just us in China. No, I mean, all ho- ba- part of the reason that Hollywood is just all superhero movies now is that, like, all Hollywood, it's everything is geared toward the international market. Yeah. Which doesn't mean exclusively China. China's yeah. obviously the biggest part of it, yeah. but, like, Europe is a huge part of that as well. It's, I'm just having such a hard time imagining Europeans going and seeing the Avengers and being like, that was a good time. Mostly because I know nothing of their culture. Yeah, why, why would... Why, do you just imagine every single European person is constantly on their way to the opera? 
Not the British. The British are all down to go drink a pint for Boris. <laughs> they all just gonna yeah, go right up right after enjoying Avengers Endgame. The British are gonna go watch are gonna go watch a uh, nonce United uh, look, play look, against you. Yeah. You don't think the the troublesome youths from Attack the Block were going to see like the Winter Soldier? Absolutely, they were. Well, listen, the British. Uh, no, oh, they will. Yeah, sure. But I just imagine most British people are just a bunch of anthropomorphic thumbs who are gonna go drink a pint of warm beer and then and then and then and then and then commit assault because nonce united lost and then okay, talk I'm, about i'm cutting off your you're just your your you can't call it racism it's just it's just weird i can be what what, what anglophobia yeah but i mean it's not like who cares like it's not like what's well, like, i don't know it's fun to be mean to the british yeah no like i'm not i'm not offended like yeah. they're fine What's it like, You're getting what's it going? Because well, well, you know what? It's a good thing you cut me off because we have said you... literally thirty seconds about a night's tale. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, it's so okay. So okay, just okay, bro- broad architecture of the. You go. I'm gonna have some chips. No, do not eat a fucking chip. It is so goddamn loud, and I don't want to just lecture. I just want to like establish a little bit okay. of the plot real quick, so we can actually talk about the movie. So stop it. I didn't do anything. I saw that hand moving. You didn't see it. You, th- you think you're going to surreptitiously eat the loudest chips in the world? Like you're going to do it secretly? Oh my god, I want to talk about A Knight's Tale. So, <laughs> so it's just... Uh, you think I'm stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So he's got to pretend to be a knight, yeah. goes to a series of tournaments, develops a rivalry with Rufus Sewell, yep. uh, is compete. don't worry about it, just evil, evil knight. Yeah. They're competing for the hand of some fancy lady. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, she is way more into Heath Ledger than, than old Rufus. And can I say, would be historically considered very ugly back then. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up, Matt. Shut the fuck up. Oh my god. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> just... How proud you were! <laughs> I know, fact. I get, I get, to, I get to fucking neg this girl for no reason. <clears throat> I'm gonna go there and just be like, you know, 800 years ago, you'd be a pit. But yeah. Anyway, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Matt, would you know that at all times in human history, you would be considered a pig? Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's because I'm is that, Jewish. Is that, why you, is that why you won't eat them? Because, because it's can, it would be cannibalism? They're too smart. They outsmart us. That's why we... T- <laughs> <laughs> the fr- Abraham was classically outsmarted by a pig and said... And to, to, and to said, be- so to don't, be clear, don't bother. when I called you a pig, I was re- referring to you specifically, not the Jewish people generally. <laughs> oh, man. I... I have great respect for every Jew except you. I am the most Probably hated... Dershowitz, too. I... <laughs> Just me and the Dershowitz. <laughs> anyway, fucking a knight's tale. So... <laughs> you can insult me all you want, Rob, but I've already won. <laughs> I assigned you a good movie for once and you've been able to talk about it zero. So, yeah. So, again, it's just... it's. Oh, man. It just goes through the arc of, like, the inspirational sports yeah. movie. It's underdog yeah. shit. Um, yeah, yeah. Trials, tribulations, with overcoming. A, but with yeah. a little bit of, like, uh, you know, this guy's got a secret that's gonna come out at some yeah. point. Like, Also, can I just say real quick? Also, this, like, they keep... Uh, they do this, like, kind of funny thing throughout it where, like, the soundtrack is all basically just, like... Uh, so, there was a lot of anachronistic, like, classic rock music. Yeah, yeah. Which I will of... say, I I think, if anything, is, like, underused. 
Yeah. Because there, there is a lot of, like, you know, the, there's a lot of, like, Queen and David Bowie and yeah. shit. But there's also, like, a fairly traditional, like, we're in the medieval period, like, yeah. score. Like, flutes and violins yeah, and exactly. such. Yeah, and, the music <clears throat> I listen to on Pandora. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I think <clears throat> one of... I, I, I liked this movie a lot. I enjoyed it probably about as much as any of the movies you, you've assigned me outside of the, like... When you gave me like I don't know, anyway, but I think it it, it needs to, I th- I would like it if it committed a little bit stronger to the tone yeah like it does feel a little half assed and it's like I'm not sure if we want to be a com- like a self aware comedy or like uh you know a fairly straight like inspirational drama it yeah yeah quite but it, but it's but it's quintessentially like basically a sports movie like a sports yeah. drama yeah I I, I would I. I think it is at its strongest when it is being a little like a little a little winky, a little knowing. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't quite commit to that, but it, it, not to the degree where it was like this felt like a like such a tonally schizophrenic movie it just didn't work for yeah. me. Just like, you know, I think ba- every problem I have with this movie is just this is a like pretty good movie that I felt like yeah, honestly was like on the cusp with a few tweaks could have been like a great movie. Yeah. Like yeah. For one thing it is like a half hour too long. Yeah, like, I'd agree that, yeah, 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 there's a little bit of fat that he could have trimmed off it. Yeah, absolutely. like, especially, like, the romance, for the most part, I think is fine. Um, the one part that really screamed out for me, like, you have to cut this, is when she's, like, for, so there's a sequence where, like, about halfway through the movie, maybe two-thirds, where the woman is, like, to prove your love to me, you must, must throw a match. Yeah. And then he throws the match, and then halfway through, she's, like, you must now prove to me that you love me by winning the match. And it just, like... They're kind of going for this thing where it's like Heath Ledger is like very arrogant and he only cares about winning uh, at jousting and being, a, you know, proving himself to be like as good as any of the actual nobility and is basically just a selfish prick. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I get that. I don't think that is a bad thread to pick if you want to pick it. But the way that they go about demonstrating that just totally sells out the woman and makes her into this like just indecisive shrew. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just for like half an hour. Like that's not how she's characterized before or after. No, no, no and, and I think they kind of do the same thing with Heath Ledger at one point where like at one point like he wins the, what does he do? He wins like the sword part of the tournament, right? But then like loses or gets like second place in the like jousting part. And apparently right? jousting is more prestigious. Like apparently, yeah, like I don't even know. I mean, listen, I'm someone who's actually like, like I don't, I don't think... So, for a movie about jousting, it or about, like, yeah, about jousting, it does not actually do a great job of establishing the rules of anything about medieval no. tournaments. Like, no. literally, for every jousting scene, like, for one thing, I could not tell which knight was which. Yeah. No. So, I... And I couldn't really figure out the rules of jousting or how you win. Like, kind they, of... They kind of go over it, but, but, like, yeah. But, certainly, like... Certainly, I don't understand, like, the strategy of it or anything like that. No. Because, like, again, this is, like, basically a boxing movie. Yeah, and, I mean, like, the strategy seems to be, like, seems to be, like, get him off the horse. Yeah, yeah it's, so jousting is not really that cinematic. No. Um, like, no. Because, again, this is basically a boxing movie, and boxing is fairly cinematic. because Sword fighting! You're, yeah, sword fighting, super cinematic. Exactly. Watching people just kind of ride at each other is not really that cinematic. No. And, like, so basically for every scene, you're just kind of watching the same thing over and over again, and then... Yeah. For me, at basically just watching for the crowd reaction to see whether or not that, that was, was good, good or not. Yeah. yeah, whether or not they cheer. Yeah, yeah. no, and 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 that's it. But like, but like, yeah, but like, no, like, I mean, but they, they do, have... they do have. The, so you were making a point about the like the him him choosing the 
jousting over the sword? Well, well, well no, well, well, because, like, he's mad that he didn't win the joust, but he just won the sword, right? And then so, and then so the girl is like, <laughs> it's probably look up her name, but I'm not going to, right? Right, but she's gonna, like, oh, so, like, what will we wear to, like, the ball tonight? And he's just, like, he just is, like, shut up, bitch, basically. Like, yeah. uh, like, 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 in the scene, then it's, like, not at all how his character's been characterized up to this point, and then he, like, writes her a letter being, like, being like, being like, being like, you're so pretty, and then she's like, she's yeah. like, I love him. Like it's 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 a. I mean I mean I mean they're just like little, they, like there are a handful of scenes that I think prevent this movie from being like a really good movie and just make it a good movie. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah, I had a good time. Watching. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I I've seen this movie a million times. I love it, but like, but like, but fucking like those goddamn sword fighting scenes, right? That like the handful you get where he's doing the sword part of the competition. Like, are really fucking good and cinematic. I mean, listen, they're terrible form, but what's it called? <laughs> Matt no! Or fuck! Ah! Sword <laughs> fighting expert. I, I fucking am, dude. I'm fucking... What if I buy a sword instead of a gun? Also not... Somehow worse. <laughs> if I just buy a fully sharpened sword? Honestly, guns are cheaper. Probably. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, what's it called? No, I mean, like, I mean, I, I really like what they do with, like, the, like, because, I mean, basically, this is a sports dramedy, but it's set to, like, medieval jousting, right? Yes. Which I think is, like, I mean, like, do we really do fucking movies like that anymore, where they're just, like, where, where I mean, basically, it's a cocaine idea that, like, kind of worked. And, and I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like and the, one of the first scenes is literally them, is literally the crowd singing, we will rock you. What's it called? Yeah. To, like, a jousting scene, which, like, and they have, like, scenes where, like, helmets fly off and it looks like people trying to catch a ball and everything like that and like yeah i mean like they really do a i i think i think one of the strongest points of this movie is the crowd work that they do you know what i mean sure and really getting like the crowd into it people like paint their faces i mean they really do a good work and again just having paul bettany just yeah just yeah. riffing and jazzing up the crowd yeah. like yeah highlights of the movie yeah the protector <clears throat> of italian virginity yeah it, i mean incredible yeah what's it called I mean, honestly, I think you're right. I think the weakest part of this movie, besides, like, some of the love story, but, like, even the love story is, like, fine. It's a little like, boilerplate. It's, but... Yeah, it's, it's... Exactly. But, like, you can pull off boilerplate, and it's like... Yeah, I mean, listen, they weren't doing anything innovative with the fucking love story, right? I but... think, really, it's just... It's it's too long. The tone is a little... Just undecided. Like, it doesn't quite know what type of movie it wants to be all the time. Even, like you were saying, even its characterization of the main character is a little wonky. Yeah. Like, I think, again, it's, like, carried by the fact that you hired a great actor to portray it, and Heath Ledger can sell any scene he's in. Yeah, they just tell him what to do. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a real lunch bail guy. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> but no, 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 but I think also, I, I, I think probably the biggest flaw of this movie, honestly, is them centering around jousting and not, like, I don't know, fucking sword fighting. Like, like, like something, like, there's so much, like, like, you could have. But, I mean, this is a movie about a guy trying to get into the aristocracy, basically. It's yeah. A, you know, uh, what's it, a six degrees of separation, whatever, fuck it, I don't know, but. Taming of the Shrew? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I don't know. But. That was, uh, well, yeah, no, that was the other thing he was in. Ten Things I Hate About You, that's just Taming of the Shrew, isn't it? It's one of them. I haven't actually seen that one. You haven't <laughs> seen Ten Things I Hate About You? No. Oh, man. I've heard it's good. It's very good. Yeah. Um, is Tammy the Shrew the one where she dresses up like a guy? I don't remember. That's I'm, one of them, right? <clears throat> I am not as well versed in like Shakespeare's comedies. What are you talking about, bro? We both went through MCPS. They made us read the same shit, didn't they? Yeah, I don't think I read that one. Ah, fucking Magnum kid. Though I mean, the one that we got, like you know, we got 
But obviously we got like Hamlet and Macbeth. Hamlet, Macbeth, and, uh, Romeo and Juliet. Merchant of Venice. We got all the tracks. Okay, okay, see, that's the trick. I got Timmy and the Shrew, and I guess you got... And we got Midsummer Night's Dream, too. I, I, I got Midsummer Night's Dream. And I took like a Shakespeare class in college, but it was all about his revenge plays. So, like, I'm not as well versed in the comedies. I, I, what's it called? I, I, I got Timmy and the Shrew instead of Merchant of Venice. What's it called? I think because they were like, they're like, let's see, we got about a 40% Jewish uh, <laughs> student body. Maybe we shouldn't do much. Dude, I went to a magnet program. Oh, yeah, that's, yes, it was, yeah, that's right. Okay, I, yeah. I was, I mean, I was you, taught. My was, man went to so many bar mitzvahs. I was taught the Merchant of Venice by a woman who wrote G-D. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Guy? I mean, it is, from what I understand, listen, listen, if you're going to call me anything, I would prefer to be called Shylock because he seems like a pimp. But anyway, what's it called? No, um, yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, like, what's it called? It's a good movie. You should see this movie. Yeah, like, it is, <clears throat> it is a lot of fun. Like, yeah. in the places where it works. Like, the, like, I kept thinking about, like, what a, it is, obviously it's doing a slightly different thing, but just in terms of movies you have assigned me set in a medieval milieu, like, how much a better movie this was than, like, Black Knight. Oh, my God. Like, even, like, there's even, like, an almost, like, one-to-one scene, um, in the, uh, of like dance, like medieval dance sequences. Yeah, 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 where, yeah. But that are like modernized. Yeah, but where even where the setup is like, this guy doesn't really know how to dance, but he's got to like pull it off. And so much better in this movie. Like I on like, just the the soundtrack sort of gently fading into golden years by David Bowie without anyone seeming to acknowledge it is just like it's such a like it's a genuinely like poetic lovely touch exactly oh yeah no no and it and it's like versus versus what was it uh dance to the music yeah that they did yeah that whole scene where he's doing the funky chicken yeah just, just and getting i mean i mean it's just it's just like getting white people to do like the funky chicken in the year 2000 yeah. like, look at them honkies yeah yeah exactly yeah an entire movie of look at them honkies yeah which, and i mean Sometimes them honkies need to be looked at. They but, do. But you would prefer a deafter do, touch. Exactly, yeah, and that's the thing. That's the thing. This movie has a lot more deafness to it. And I think that and I think that, you know, um, I don't know, Martin Lawrence I mean, people fucking love Martin Lawrence. Yeah. And and, and there are some movies he's I think the trick with Martin Lawrence is he's one of those guys that you just gotta put in your movie and just gotta be like, You have no power over this movie. <laughs> you have no you cannot, you have no say. I mean, I know there are a lot of people t- t- for whom Martin was like their Seinfeld yes. in the nineties. I've never seen it. But. Yes, me neither. No, I I've heard people talk about Martin, and I'm just kind of like, we live at the same time. And I just I just don't know. I mean, yeah. that's it. I, 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 just I, a testament to like how segregated some things in culture can be. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Because that's really what it. Is. I mean. I mean, what's it called? I think it's a big thing of like uh, you know quote unquote UPN households and quote unquote uh, what was Seinfeld on. NBC. NBC, yeah, NBC house. I mean, yeah. just look at, like, the, the difference in, like, what networks these thing, things made it on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. No, and that's the thing. Oh, man. I was a Simpsons household. And a Seinfeld household. We were, yeah, we were a Seinfeld we were, house. Yeah, yeah. Like, we yeah. actually wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons as a kid growing up because, like, it was supposedly, like, going to make me too rude. See, that's, Which, the, that's the thing. My parents were just oblivious enough that they didn't realize cartoons could be bad. <laughs> so that's also how I got away watching South Park when I was, like, in, like, fourth grade. Yeah. And then one time my fucking mom watched it with me and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
you can't watch this show? Yeah. And I was like, we've been watching it for a year. And she was like, what? <laughs> and then she asked my, she's like, Dave, did you know? And he was like, yeah, it's a cartoon. Who cares? <laughs> Just, my man slept on the couch that night. What a all fucking right. show. Oh, there man. Yeah. God, I think South Park did that of all things, too. What's it called? You like South Park? I have it? literally not seen it since high school. I enjoyed it a lot when I was 16. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that says about it. Or about me. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it, too. It is something that I have had no desire to go back to at any point. Yeah. But. I'm trying to, I started watching it again in, like, 2015 for, mm-hmm. like, a year. I watched, like, the whole, like, the like the whole PC principal arc. And I was just kind of like, all right. Yeah. Okay. I'm good. They, 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 they had some, they, they, the only thing I, I, I mean, I was like, I was kind of like very confused about that. Yeah, I mean, that whole like dedication to just pushing every button you can find is yeah. the kind of thing that can like be really successful sometimes and yeah. really aggravating at other times. Yeah, so. yeah, but it, they had this whole <clears throat> subplot about like the... No, I, I'm like aware of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw, I saw like bits and pieces of it, just when I was living in Lancaster with some interesting people. Yes, yeah yes. Yes, it's a, it's 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 a it's it's a show. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see the coronavirus episode, but I there's part of me that wants to, and part of me that's like, nah, I don't. Care. You know, I think I think I'm just good. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. like, like, I don't have any hate for it. Like, if you like South Park, like, yeah, fine, whatever. Go yeah. with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I literally watched an episode of it like a few years ago, and and the whole conceit was basically like, basically like the town got a Whole Foods and it like ruined the town because everything just started looking like North Bethesda, and I was just like, that's pretty funny. Actually, I thought because that's literally what happened to North Bethesda, aka Rockville, is they put a fucking Whole Foods there. And we're like, this is now North Bethesda, yeah. or as it's called, Nobi. N- nope, no, it's not. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so I think I think we're done. Talking. Also, can I just say, Adams Morgan is Adams fucking Morgan, not Admo. You come in here with that Admo shit. Oh, I actually. Do you like Admo? You no, suck. no, no. I wasn't gonna say that. I, I. uh... When I worked at the, like, film production company downtown, yeah. um, we were, like, we weren't, you know, we had a a strong partnership with a, I don't know, I'll just say the, the name of the company. I don't know if they exist anymore, but with a company that was named... Halliburton. No, but they were named before 2015. They were called MAGA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it meant to them, but, but by the time I was working there, it was like 2017. It was still called MAGA. Oh was my like, We're God. sticking with it. We're rolling with it, oh man. I like to think it was someone's name, and he was just like, "I was MAGA first. But and I don't. And like, so we we would like do. They were like a strategic design company, which I still don't know what that means. But I know they. I think they would like. I think they're one of those companies that would like go in and like tell people who they could lay off. Um, that, that, I mean, that must be, well, I mean, but they were all, they, I don't know. Everything that I was involved with was like, basically like branding stuff. Cause yeah. we would do a lot of their video work. Yeah. Um, and you know, we would just like, there'd be days where we would just like go in and sit, sit in at their like big, weird open plan office where everyone just sat, sat around what looked like, uh, like an artisanal version of like the war room set from Dr. Strangelove. It was just a big circular table. <laughs> but, what the fuck? But with like, you know, like, uh, just like weird, sleek, like. Awful. Terrible. Like Google headquarters chairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. 
but but they were at least part part of the time I was working there. I don't know if they were responsible for coming up with the original like branding or if they were just like doing like further like you know if they were just doing like a subsequent campaign but they were doing like admo logos and stuff oh my god no it's all over there now man yeah it's all over there now i don't know if they came up with it but they were certainly responsible for a lot of the like just the branding and the promotion of it i I saw this mural in adams morgan where 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 it's like how do you do math in dc you add mo and i saw it and i said out loud shut the fuck up (laughs) so mad no i was talking to my buddy who fucking lives up there now with his girlfriend and, and he's also from here Right, but uh, but his girlfriend is from Connecticut, and so and so we're talking. Right, right, right. He's like, yeah, I'm moving down to Adams Morgan, and I was like, are you gonna start calling it Admo? And he was like, fuck no. And then his girlfriend comes in, and I was just like, oh, I heard you guys moving. She's like, oh yeah, we're moving to Admo. And I just started playing. <laughs> it's so stop it, all right, stop it, all you people, you, you just you stop it, you leave DC alone, please. God, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to move. You just moved in here. I can move again. You have literally not finished doing your midnight construction project of building your bed. <laughs> My bed is built. It's the drawers. Your girlfriend very nicely was like, was like, was like, was like, I can come and help you if you want. And I and I was like, and I was like, I appreciate it, but I'm fine. It's literally just drawers. I've she just... did that because I was complaining to her about the fact that you were hammering at like eleven. <laughs> She's such a saint. Yeah. God, she really is. I just, I was like, I was like. I was like, I can't, I can't in good conscience compel you to come over here and, and help me with drawers, all right? I'm 29 <laughs> years old. I should be able to handle drawers. Oh, man. All right, so I, I guess we're done talking about A Night's Tale. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it's... It's, it's a pretty good movie. It's a good movie. Go see it. What the fuck's your problem? <laughs> like, I was, I was thinking the other day, like, we have gotten, like... Way too pretentious on our podcast. We need to get, we need to get stupider. <laughs> like we, I, I feel like we've hit that target here. I, oh, yeah. oh, mwah, fantastically. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, I think, I think it's also just like, bro, like not to get topical or anything, but like, we can be pretentious at a time like that. Who gives a shit? We have been. What's it like, called? I believe in the first half of this episode, we spent a lot of time analyzing artificial intelligence. Oh, As if man. anyone wants our analysis. Oh man, that's so true. Well, then you can't assign me movies with kids. Kids, it fucks me up, man. It does bad things. You need to assign me movies with a French man who pulled on an elephant's tail and says la mort or some shit. I don't know. Have Have you watched the next one yet? What? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did. All right. We'll We'll talk about that next time. Don't you worry about that. I got I got notes on that one. I'm sure. I yeah. I do. Believe me. And 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 they're all about Griselda. That's not her name. <laughs> I have to watch it again. What was the one I assigned you? <laughs> we'll get back into that. <coughs> oh yeah, a, Rob. A, yeah, what are you watching? Okay, so this you recording me? No, no. I had to get out my list. You get, such a such a fucking pain in the ass. But so I have to. So this is to 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 provide additional context. So in the last episode we recorded, I was deathly ill. And we decided to record anyway. I was sick for like a week. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You you didn't have coronavirus, but you you it, almost died of the common cold. I guess I don't know what I had, but like you can attest to this. I was bad. I you were you were fucking bad, man. Yeah. You were so sick because <laughs> you were like bro. I, I, you were like bro. You have COVID. <laughs> 
I was like, I was like legitimately, and this is how you know that Rob was bad. I was legitimately thinking about him and his well-being during the day. Like at random points, I, w- I was checking in on you. And despite that, despite believing in your bones that I had coronavirus, you're like, I think it's a good time to move in. <laughs> yeah, well because, well, because I made my peace with dying of coronavirus in fucking April, man. Who gives yeah. a shit? What me too, me too, until I almost died of the cold. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you're going to die. Yeah, I'm going to die of COVID. You are going to die of COVID. All right. So, that context being supplied, I'm giving you what I was watching during that period. Is Marissa Tomei single? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Get off your phone. So, basically for a week, all I did was just watch... Oh, I'm getting back on my phone. I forgot we have the COVID list. Yeah. So, it's it's a lengthy list. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to read off all of the titles in order. Okay. And you can reserve questions and comments for the end. I okay. will I will take your comments then. Okay. But but let's just get through it because we both like neither one of us is happy about this. It's just something that we have to get through. Okay. Alright. Go over it. <laughs> so But <laughs> just I forgot what the first one on here is. It's Babe Two Pig in the City. <laughs> Directed by George Miller, uh who all who's Best otherwise known for the Mad Max franchise. <laughs> Mad Max and Happy Feet. And the Babe movies. And the Babe movies. And Lorenzo's Oil. That one I've never seen. I have not either. But uh, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Um, Empire of the Sun. Um, the Kid Who Would Be King. Which is directed by the guy who made Attack the Block. Like, he took like a decade off from making movies. Mm-hmm. And then came back with this, like... King Arthur set in the modern world movie. It was interesting. Hmm. But I just, I really wanted to see the next movie made by Attack the Blocks. I've been waiting for a long time. Because I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. One of the best movies ever. Uh, Gangs of New York. Um, the AV. Oh, wait, you've never seen Gangs of New York, have you? No, I, I have only ever seen Gangs of New York while deathly ill. <laughs> the other time was when I was in high school and just had my wisdom teeth out and was on a lot of painkillers. So I've only seen it while deeply fucked up. It's okay. But... I've been trying to recreate it for you every day of our friendship. Yeah. Yeah. You are the Amsterdam Valon to my Bill the Butcher. It's... No, I'm Bill the Butcher. Yeah, because I'm the cool one. No, yeah, but I'm Ink the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Bill the Butcher had no thoughts about Jews. He loved them. <laughs> loved them. Jesus was funny. <laughs> I love to I love to pull that on like a rabid nineteenth century anti semite just be like Jesus was Jesus. Still, got a, still got a long way to go, my friend. Okay, okay, oh yeah, no, I'm counting. Uh what was when Gangs of New York and then yeah. what? The Aviator. The a- you were living the Aviator. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. way of the future. The way of the future. The way of the future. Twentieth <laughs> um, century women. Uh it's a good little character study. That's a porno. It's not. Um uh Support the girls, Patterson. These are all pornos. None of them are. Por- there is. There are boobs in all of them. I think. But oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, I forget. Well, you were stuck in here. <laughs> uh, Patterson, I Tanya, nonstop. Um, I do Tanya nonstop. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> that just escaped from me. That was supposed to be a thought. Apocalypto, Silence, Shoplifters, and Jojo Rabbit. You watched. 15 movies. Yep. In how long? Uh, 
five days, three a day. Apocalypto's like two and a half hours, isn't it? It's not even the longest one. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Aviator's a long movie. The Aviator is a long movie because I watched it and I kept saying, what is this movie going to be? Silence is a longer movie. My God. It's like four hours of watching Japanese people torture people. You... You have a That's, sickness. Adam Driver plays a Portuguese guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good, though. Yeah, it's like a really, really underrated, like, recent Scorsese movie. Genuinely a masterpiece. Never seen it. You ever seen Adam Driver's Marine picture? I have, yeah. It's one of the funniest things I've yeah. ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Also, just such a good actor. He's, he's very good. Yeah. Cannot do a Portuguese accent, <laughs> but is still very good in the movie. You ever see Girls? Yeah. That's the first place I saw him, and I remember being like, he's the only redeeming part of this movie. Yeah, I watched the first season, and I think one episode of the second, I'm like, I feel like I'm good. That's basically what I did. I don't even think it's a bad show. It's just really not for me. I just want to see Brian's daughter get fucked. That's I all I want. You've said that before. She's so fire, but then I just had to keep watching fucking, what's her name? I want to say Laura Ingalls Wilder, but I know it's not her name. The fuck? I think that's the woman who wrote Little Women. No, she wrote Little House on the Prairie. That's it. Yeah. What's her name? The one everyone feelings. All right. So, yeah. yeah. Have you been watching anything, my friend? Dude, I have watched <clears throat> so much Cobra Kai. Yeah? I've watched all of Cobra Kai. Is it good? It is so fucking good. I mean, it's a stupid show, but, like, right. it's, it's, it's a dumbass, like, Netflix, like, bullshit fucking show. It was a YouTube show. It was a YouTube show, and now it's Netflix, yeah. And, and, and it is, like, it is just, like, it just fucking perfectly hits that little, like, like, you know what? It's just a pleasure center show. Yep, yep, yep. It's fucking a fleshlight. You know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Right? It's not, the, it's not the real thing, but it feels like it, and fuck it, it's good. And, and honestly, it's better than that, though, because it is, like, first off, Totally changed my mind about Cobra Kai. They're actually the good guys. Second, <laughs> what the fuck is karate supposed to be for? Shut the fuck up. What's it called? Right? Right? They totally put Cobra Kai in early. Second off, def- definitely had me like like Googling like evil karate dojo <laughs> join out, dude. <laughs> Just the syntax. Just, all I want to do is thank join, you, thank you, thank you, Team Yoda. All I want to do is join an evil karate dojo now. No, it's good, man. It's good. There's like, what's it called? Like, um, what's it called? Um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's like relatively well acted. It's like stupid, but who cares? It knows it's stupid. It's like a lot of like, it's a lot of like, like, uh, like a lot of like dad jokes. Like my, my, my 60 year old dad really loved it. You know what I mean? What's it called? We watch it together. <clears throat> watch that. Watch probably some other shit. Who the fuck knows? What's it called? Scooby-Doo is the worst fucking TV Yeah, we sh- talked about that the last time. Okay, it needs to be mentioned again. It is the worst goddamn TV show ever fucking made. It is such a dog shit show. This show should be called Velma. She does everything. <laughs> the only one doing anything. Uh, nevertheless, she persisted. That's right. I don't yeah, know Velma, I Velma, absolutely. I was trying to make some kind of like Warren supporter joke about Velma, but... Velma absolutely voted for Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Absolutely voted for Elizabeth Warren. Uh, Scooby's dead, as he should. <laughs> Shaggy feels like a Bernie. If he if he like had the wherewithal to vote, definitely a Bernie bro. Shaggy Shaggy would have voted for Bernie, but he forgot to but he forgot to vote. Yeah. Or or Shaggy or Shaggy's like one of those guys that just like that just has like their, that is like a professor now. You know yeah. what I mean, right? 
Fred, uh, Fred, 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 Fred and Daphne are both MAGA. Uh, I feel like Fred is a Joe Jorgensen voter. You think? I mean, I don't, I don't know anyone who voted for Joe Jorgensen, but like 2016, definitely a Gary Johnson man. We do know someone who voted for Joe Jorgensen. Do we? Mike. <laughs> I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I didn't, I didn't ask Mike who he voted for. I didn't ask Mike who he voted for either. But his his Zoom, like uh, you know the thing when like you uh, when like you uh, click away or, or, or when, like, you when you hide your video. Yeah, yeah. It's a picture of him, and underneath it says uh, Jorgensen Cohen twenty twenty. I didn't. I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw. I know. I saw that, and I screenshotted it, and I think I sent it to you. I screenshotted that, and the only other thing I've screenshotted is I screenshotted Ari trying to fix his camera. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's Daphne. a joke just for us. Yeah, Daphne's yeah. MAGA though. Daphne is Daphne told QAnon. Daphne told everyone she wasn't MAGA, but Daphne Daphne told everyone she wasn't MAGA in 2016, uh, and then uh, and then became QAnon. And then yes, yes, and just QAnon. I tell you, my aunt's QAnon. You so many times. Yeah. You, every time you say it exactly like that, like you're presenting me with an interesting new fact that I don't I'm remember what I tell you. The only thing I remember telling you is how much I love women and respect them. I actually do have a story about that for you. About respecting women? Yeah. No, should I tell it on the podcast? See, that's the thing, is that the truth about me is that I'm not actually misogynist. I actually love and respect women, but I just don't need to be all flashy about it. I don't like any part of this bit. What? It's not a bit. I do love and respect women. I have a tattoo on my on my arm that just says, it's a little heart, and in, 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 in it, it says women. <laughs> that's an actual tattoo of someone. I, and actually, there is someone with that actual tattoo. I might get that tattoo. You should. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get that tattoo. I'm gonna get a gun. <laughs> That's the worst combination of things you could possibly get. Just you will be put on a watch list so fast. Gonna get a shoulder holster. I can't own a gun because here's the here's the thing about me, folks. Look, Reagan is already dead. Jodie Foster is not. You're not her type. There. Yeah, she's a lesbian, isn't she? I don't know that that's confirmed. But I thought that was. Is it? I can't remember. How? You know, because you know what I care about, Matt? I care about her acting talent. You know what I'm thinking of? Imagine when John Hinckley Jr. found out that she was a lesbian. <laughs> that's, God, what a thing to think about. Also, I could never own a gun because, listen, if I own a gun, I'm carrying it everywhere. You think I'm not going to bring it with me? You never know when you're going to need it. What's the point of leaving it at home? So stupid. I'm going about. I'm out and about. My judgmental look is not registering on, on audio, but I want the non-listeners to know it's there. He's giving me a thumbs up. The, the, the FBI handlers who are now observing this podcast for possible threats. Nah, I have great OPSEC. I have a Faraday case in my room, just in case. I want you to tell me what that is. It's a box that you put your phone in, and then the FBI can't listen to you. <laughs> Dr. Matt's on the case. <laughs> I don't have to know what the things do. I just need to know how to shoot. All right, so... You know, I don't know why. Because I'm a Sicario. Full circle. <coughs> Woo! All right, so... Today is the day of the Soldato. What is a Soldato, Matt? means soldier in Spanish. Uh-huh. I know because I looked it up. Me too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, the best job is just henchmen. You just want to be a henchman. Who wants to be number okay. one in an organization? You are repeating bits. It's not a bit. 
going to be a henchman, and I'm going to use my henchman powers to protect women. Okay, so next time. We've already, we have already had to discuss this with each other. I've already watched both movies. I, so have I. We can <laughs> I love when we just drop all pretense. Yeah. But God. anyway, so I assigned you the Federico Fellini film Amar- Amorcord. Amar- you don't even know what you assigned. Amarcord. Amarcord. Amarcord? Amar- I don't know. It's, it's literally not even Italian. It's a word he made up. It, no, I think it's supposed to be like a French shit, and he said no. It's, it's it sounds sort of like the like like it's a speci- like very specific dialect of Italian. I hate when other languages try to make jokes in their language. <laughs> in like in a, in like a spe- I just realized what I'm saying. Yeah, in a specific dialect of Italian, mm-hmm. it sounds vaguely like uh, I remember, but is a neologism. Yeah, what is that? A made-up word. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Italian's one of those... Italy's one of those places that's not a real place. Like Germany. What do you possibly mean by that? Do you think... Do you think Europe is like Narnia? No, 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 no. Like, there isn't... Like, like Italy is like... It's, it's basically a bunch of different people pretending that they're the same thing. That's what everywhere is, Matt. Exactly. Nothing's real. All right, and you assigned me Constantine. I did. Yeah. John Constantine. From the comics. It's such a cool movie. This is actually a comic book I have read a little bit of. Constantine. Not surprised. Hellblazer. Not surprised. Yeah. Do I kind of look like a Jewish Constantine? No. Absolutely. I am absolutely like a Jewish Constantine. One thing in the comics, he is very blonde. Yeah, I know. Yeah, which is weird that they that they got Keanu Reeves who, fun fact, it's an interesting casting choice for a number of reasons that we'll talk about next time. Next time. He's Lebanese. <laughs> you, there is nothing you love more than knowing people's ethnicities. It's your favorite thing. Ah! I, I I don't know if it started as a bit or it, what it is, but now it's just a thing I know, baby. All right. So, yeah, join us next time. We got sleepy in the middle of in the middle of the evening. Right, so, join us next time for Armar Armor Armands and and Amarcord Const- and, and Constantine. Constantinople. We should definitely figure out how to pronounce the name of the movie by can, next time. Can I tell you something my dad said real quick the other night? He's like, how fucked up is it that it's called Constantinople? The Turks conquered that in, like, the 1400s. That's... Oh, boy. <laughs> dad, you your, did... your dad was literally a professor. He still is. Where? At the military. <laughs> He's a professor at the military? Yeah, he teaches troops. We're going to lose the next war. Hey, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's trying to get me to sign up. You're signing up with me. Fuck no. Yeah, we're going to do like a Abbott and Costello. I've seen Stripes. Yeah. That's, that could be us. That's half a good movie. What are you doing with your life? Not getting shot by the Chinese. Yeah, well, yeah, me neither. That's why we That's why we, we betray our unit. Oh, <laughs> right. So join us next time for Amarcord and Constantine. I swear my loyalty to Xi Jinping. Okay. Uh, all premieres are bastards. My lords! My ladies! 
And everybody else here not sitting on a cushion? Today, today, you find yourselves equals. For you are all equally blessed. For I have the pride the privilege, nay, the pleasure of introducing to you a knight sired by knights. A knight who can trace his lineage back beyond Charlemagne. I first met him atop a mountain near Jerusalem, praying to God, asking his forgiveness for the Saracen blood spilt by his sword. Next. He amazed me still further in Italy when he saved a fatherless beauty from the would-be ravishings of her dreadful Turkish uncle. <laughs> in Greece, he spent a year in science just to better understand the sound of a whisper. And so, without further gilding the lily, and with no more ado, I give to you the seeker of serenity, the protector of Italian virginity, the enforcer of our Lord God, the one, the only, Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein! Never too early for Dr. Pepper.